All right, folks. We all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year, I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and action securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric, and gut health supplements. They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, go to StealthyHunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA. Listening to the Northern Hunter Podcast, home of all things hunting, fishing, and outdoors in Alaska. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. My name is James Payne. I'm Dalton Gray. I'm Ryan Humphreys. And we finally have the great pleasure of sitting down with uh, our good buddy Sean here. Got you in the studio finally. Welcome, buddy. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. We've been talking about it for a year. I know. <laughs> I was going to say, you've been a huge uh, supporter of what we've been doing here uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, since before episode one. Um, and just we've talked a lot about getting you on the show. Glad yeah. we could finally make it happen. Well, so. I remember when I first got here, we was talking and I said, I'm thinking about doing my own podcast. And you went, uh, well, we've got something on the back. <laughs> so my plans <laughs> went in the can and you, oh, no. you, you guys took the reins. <laughs> and you've done it a lot better than I could have done it anyway. Right, well. So. <laughs> well, it's good to finally have you on here. No worries. Yeah, absolutely. It's good yeah. to be here. Maybe as we we expand and, and grow, we'll, we'll we'll work you in somehow. Yeah. yeah, we'll bring you on board. You're wearing the hat, I see it. Yeah, nice. that looks yeah. good. So, so Sean, for, for just for our listeners' sake, uh, they can probably tell that your accent isn't from Alabama. No, I'm from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. No, um, I'm from Northern England. Oh boy! So the land of the free, or not so much yeah. anymore. No, it's uh, <laughs> where I'm from. I'm from Yorkshire, the county of Yorkshire. Okay, best place in the world. Um, so yeah, it's uh, mainly countryside. You know, a okay. couple of cities, but it's the biggest county in England. A lot of rolling hills. So okay. just for reference, yeah. how far away from London is that? If you are doing seventy miles an hour on the motorway, I'm about three hours north of London. Okay, and okay. I'm on the yeah. east coast. Right on. So yeah, grew up grew up next to the ocean, pretty much. Nice, next to the salt. Yeah, nice. Very cool. Yeah, very it, cool. You so uh, fishing primarily there, right? What, what a lot you, of fishing. Yeah, yeah a lot of fishing of, in the North Sea. A lot of saltwater fishing. A lot of uh, what we call coarse fishing as well in England, which is freshwater fishing. Okay. Um, you know, roe deer hunting, mm, um, a lot of pheasants, partridge, ducks, oh. geese. Nice. What um, kind of fish are you fishing out there? In the saltwater? Yeah. Uh, cod, basically oh. like your, mm. um, not your black cod, but you've got the Pacific cod. Mm -hmm. They look like pretty much the same, oh. um, but they're Atlantic cod. Okay. Hmm. Um, and then I actually, one of the few people that have caught a Atlantic halibut. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're showing um, me that picture. So yeah, that was 
They actually went in the local newspaper. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? Yeah, there's not many get caught huh. by, on road and line. Um, Are you guys just a little south for that, or or what's the... Yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. Okay. And a lot of guys from England, if they're really into the fishing, they'll they'll um, fly over to Norway and mm. fish the fjords for the oh, hell over there. Okay, Because um, yeah. we're sort of directly across. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, cod, pollock... Summer, the mackerel come in, mm. and then uh, I used to like, you know, we've got blue sharks, pub eagle sharks. I was just going to ask if they had m- m- much in the way for, like, predatory fish yeah. out there. Um, most of the fish are predatory. You know, all of them are. Um, well, right. But yeah, but... We, we, get, um, we get basking sharks. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of dolphins, porpoise. Obviously, we don't fish for those, but it's it's nice to see. They have much in the way of, like, seals and sea lions over there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, a lot, cool. lot of seals. If they're around, just move, you know. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> right. Well, they're better at but, fishing yeah. than you are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, we like, you know, in the summer months, trolling for, for bass. Um, okay. So we, we okay. sea bass, which is a silverfish. Nice. Um, they're probably, that and halibut is about the best eating fish, yeah. I would say. Mm. And haddock as well is is probably Girl. one of the tastiest fish we have. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's loads. We, you know, we got to Scotland, fish for skate. They, mm. they go 200 300 you actually pounds. fish for skate mm-hmm. okay right. yeah. wow yeah 300 pounds yeah yeah I, I know we uh i think we pulled one of those up on the boat this year halibut mm. fishing right yeah. um yeah. and then just yeah <clears throat> threw, threw it back but yeah. yeah yeah i've got i've got some pictures on my own boat which which is sadly sold now i'm here but oh. um <laughs> that had a, an eight foot beam and there's a there's a picture of me with a skate and the skate's wings are touching both sides of the boat no kidding. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It took me an hour to get it off the bottom. Wow. Yeah. I saw you posted yeah, a photo a couple of days ago of a fish. It looked kind of like a walleye. Silverfish. That was a sea bass. Was oh. it on a reel? Uh, I, I don't remember. It was a reel. I did it yesterday. Or okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's sea bass. Yeah. So l- let me ask you this. And this just, you know, my knowledge has mostly been around hunting my, most of my yeah. life. I'm trying to get more into fishing <clears throat> as I get older. Um, but I've heard rockfish referred to as sea bass. Is that correct, or is that like an American, no, it's like, American thing? I think <laughs> we just call, it's just call things by our own names. Yeah, I mean, rockfish <laughs> here to me is like a generic term of a lot of different fish. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. primarily, yeah, like yellow eye when I'd be and, fishing down off the coast here, um, I've heard like the black uh, rockfish referred to as a black sea bass. Right, uh, I don't know okay. if that's no, accurate or if different that's, fish. Okay, um, yeah. Like the, what you say, like the walleye, which is a freshwater fish. Yeah, they look like a fish in England that we call a zander. Okay, mm. um, very similar predatory fish, mm. um, and they came over to the UK from Europe, I believe. Mm. Um, they were introduced okay. to certain lakes, and then mm. they spread throughout the river system. Interesting. Um, yeah. Nice. I've never actually caught a walleye. That they actually look pretty neat. The, yeah. Those those big ones look like a lot of fun to catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, um, we have we have. The same pike as we've got here in the Fairbanks. Northern pike. Yeah, Northern, Northern pike, yeah. same yeah. fish. Um, are they taking over everything like they are up here? No, certain <laughs> lakes <clears throat> certain lakes are. Um, generally, with pike, you've got to manage them, you know, and they, if you leave them in too much in a lake, they will... Um, They'll they'll breed and they'll breed and then they'll just start eating each other and everything else oh, that they got. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you've got to yeah. really like watch, 
you know, you got to be careful. A lot no, of the local lakes around here around town, that's how yeah. it's yeah. gone yeah, down. I, I There's gone. nothing but pike in there. Like, yeah, I, I just got a new tip for a really good pike lake. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll have to share that yeah. off air. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like 40-inch class. Nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, buddy. No, I mean, we, we don't... We we don't measure fish in England either. Generally, yeah. um, we weigh them. Right. So, so I know we've been talking. And we about all, the we also we have the metric system, mm-hmm. but we weigh fish in pounds and ounces. Mm. So we in, in England really? we use both, like metric system and the standard. Oh, okay. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the but then imperial you guys system. Imperial. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like when when guys hear like, oh yeah, we've got a fifty inch pike. I'm like, right, how big is that? I'm trying to work <laughs> yeah. out what it weighs because well, I I judge them by a twenty pound is a good fish, right? You know, that is really good well, fish. And weight know? probably. Now that I'm thinking about it, sounds like probably a more accurate way of figuring out if it's a good fish because you know, like referencing pike, you get some that are four feet long but super skinny right right and then you've got some that are just yeah too fat to get through a 10 inch hole in the ice yeah you know? right so it's right. like you know i'm sure there'd be a difference yeah in weight wise regardless of how it's, long the fish well, is it's kind of the same thing with like our black bear judging up here or well really any bear yeah in the lower 48 people say well i shot a 500 pound black bear and yeah. that's like their right. monster trophy scale up here we would say well we shot a seven and a half foot black bear and that's a monster yeah. for us right but on the same note, our bears don't get as fat down there because we don't have the same food yeah, sources for exactly. our bears. Yep. They and sleep so I, longer. I, they don't eat the same food. I think that's probably why we um, measure them differently, I suppose you could say, instead mm-hmm. of weighing them because weight would be deceiving because I, yeah. I, I, I don't think a lot of those five, 600-pound world record black bears coming out of the lower 48 states are right, that yeah. long necessarily. They're just built like a tank. <laughs> yeah, it's the same with, with pike as well. If you <clears throat> if you catch a big female in February in England, mm-hmm. it's going to weigh more because it's full of spawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's ready yeah. It's ready to lay its eggs, so it's going to weigh a lot more than if you catch that same fish and it weighs 25 pounds yeah. in summer, and that's a monster. Right, you know, right. Interesting. Yeah. It's going to weigh... Right, thirty, you know, thirty pound, thirty-five pound mm. in Yo. February. Yeah, nice. so. right, right. Um, yeah, I was gonna say down in. Uh, I just came back from a trip to Michigan, mm. and I was talking to a, a lady at the DNR about uh, the black bear population down there, and they're you know quite a ways south considering you know latitude lines from where, where we are, and she right. was surprised to hear that our bears are are smaller up here mm. um, compared to down there. I guess they've pulled in, you know. Like on the bigger side of the scale, like three fifty to six hundred pounders is what mm. they have on yeah, record. Yeah, that's down definitely there. Yeah. bigger than ours. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was laughing though. I was telling her about the the how big ours are up mm. here. You know, I think I average around two hundred pounds somewhere in there. Yeah, like, I've never. You know, I, I'm really but, terrible at guessing weights on stuff. Still, yeah. like I, I I shot a couple of bears since I've been up here, and the, the biggest one I shot was this this spring mm-hmm. off the bait, and I think it's like five foot, five and a half foot. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit bigger than that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it weighed. I, I I got it on my back, and I know I was tired when I got back to the truck. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't bear baited long if you haven't carried a bear out on your back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've only ever done that once. I, <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't even gut the bear uh, for a lot of reasons. But my my friend shot one a few years ago now, and we just wanted to get it out. So I yep. loaded it on the pack frame and staggered out, and mm-hmm. that was. Probably well, I, I've carried one pack out load heavier than that that I know was heavier, but that was that was a heavy pack out. Yeah, I, mm-hmm, I don't yeah. think I'll be doing that anymore. Yeah, I don't know what it <laughs> yeah. weighed. It was it was heavy, and I I, I gutted it out as well. Um, yeah, and it was it was heavy, very yeah. heavy. 
I need to start bringing a sled so I can just drag yeah, it out. That's, 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 that's what I'm doing. I've heard a lot of yep. people start it, and that's yep. probably what I'm going to do next year. I just got one on Marketplace, a little jet sled. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just got to find a yep. find a tree to hang it in out there, and that way it's just always there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they don't tear it up too much while you're gone. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> so so you don't, did a lot of fishing, but uh, mm. what what got you into hunting? Like first off, like how young were you? Like pretty young. Pretty um, young. Yeah. I, my dad was um, in the army um okay. for quite a while and then he, he came out and went in the the what we call the territorial army mm. um so he was like a weekend soldier for most so, of my is life that like kind of like the national guard yeah yeah, yeah. Had, yeah. Okay. um and he he got me into shooting um pellet guns you know in the garden and stuff i'd be shooting mm-hmm. those and then that progressed on my granddad was a was a poacher Okay. So, <laughs> there so, you go. You know, he he would he would go trapping pheasants and rabbits and things from from the local like gentry, <laughs> and he, he had a big cage in his garden, and he just put them in his. When I say garden as well, you guys call it your yard, and if I, here a garden has got vegetables in it, whereas right, in England right, everything's yeah. your garden. Okay, it's outside gotcha. your yard is your garden. So, um, yeah, he would have like a basically like an aviary with pheasants and, and then it, it'd just be in the kitchen oh we'll we'll have a pheasant for dinner tonight and then awesome. just walk out wring its neck and <laughs> so yeah it, it, that sort of like sparked my interest but yeah i was i was sort of like air gun hunting okay really yeah. young um shooting whatever i could basically rabbits mainly and mm-hmm. anything and then um in later life uh you know we, we have a a very different licensing system to yeah. you guys for, for firearms and, and shotguns. So uh, I, I managed to get my licenses, and then I started basically shotgun shooting, and and um, you know I was rodeo hunting a lot. And, there you go. Um, a little bit bigger than the rabbit. Yeah, not much. But a little bit. <laughs> I think I started. Uh, yeah, I was shooting rodeo pretty early on. So how how big are rodeo? Um, trying to. Like I haven't an- actually seen one of your black-tailed deer on mm-hmm. the hoof yet. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to put them into perspective. Like how much um, do they weigh on average on the hoof live weight? I can pick one up and put it on my back. Let's put it that way. Not so like uh, and 70, I'm not 75 like, pounds, you think? Or so yeah, little, little yeah, probably more than that. They, they, yeah. Yeah. yeah something really. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They, they stand. Uh, the back is around like midway on me and i'm five nine okay so they, yeah. they stand sort of three three and a half foot yeah. off, off the ground okay. on their back you know yeah straight antlers mm. generally six points if for a good one gotcha um, yeah. it was like a miniature stag type of a rack yeah well a stag a stag will have a lot more points on right, it and right. it'll it'll flare out at the tops mm-hmm. um yeah a road deer is generally you're not going to get them much bigger than 10 inches tall okay that's okay. about you know uh about the size of them and you guys have a lot of those roe deer over there. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of deer in England. Six <clears throat> different species. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just going to ask, do you guys have fallow deer too? Yep. Yeah. So we've got, starting at the, the, the two smallest, we've got muntjac deer uh-huh. and Chinese water deer, which don't have any antlers. Mm. They just have fangs. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. there was the same, <clears throat> they're the ones with the fangs. Right? Yeah, mun- yeah. Muntjac have antlers and fangs. Oh, okay. yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then roe deer is the next sort of size up. Yeah, um, fallow deer, seeker deer, and red red deer. So gotcha. no axis deer though. No axis deer. Okay. In the parks, you get them. There's a lot of uh, like 
high fence hunting oh, okay. areas oh, yeah. and they've got yeah. all different stuff in there and you, yeah. a lot of American guys go over and then you see the pictures on Instagram look at this big deer I shot and you're like yeah <laughs> right. you just got out the truck you walked 10 steps and the guide went that's it there yeah <laughs> and you yeah. shot it and then all of a sudden you've got number one in the SCI book you know yes. right. <laughs> it's, yeah everyone's giving them all these like oh, big up well, well done well done you're like well done <laughs> it right. took you 10 minutes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A tractor comes along, picks it up, takes it to the ladder, <laughs> gives you the head. You are sat there having a beer and eating a steak in the, yeah. in the bar while, it's, while someone's dealing with it for you. <laughs> yeah, so oh, no, that's funny. Did, don't did, get me wrong, I've I've done it. I've been there. I've been on those yeah. estates. You know, you know, um, I've done a few um, yeah. little hunts like that, especially with my son, um, just to get him some trigger time. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and then, but it's not hunting. Right, right. It's really, it's not hunting. It's it's shooting stuff. Well, go into that a little bit because I know you guys' management system is a lot different over there. The basically mm -hmm. isn't one. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's more of a like a landowner by landowner kind of system, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Basically, you will have someone like me or or a a gamekeeper Mm -hmm. or somebody like that who's employed by a landowner. Okay. Or, yeah. or sometimes not employed. You, you, you know, for me, I wasn't employed at all. I just, I had an agreement with a landowner that I could shoot the deer on the land. Okay. Yeah. And um, basically, I put my own management plan because mm-hmm. I wanted to get bigger deer on there, and I wanted to keep the dog men off, which is the poachers yeah, running dogs yeah. on a deer, which is which is a big problem. So, so I need to manage those deer, keep them at a low population. So a poacher down there, are they going on private property then? Everything's private, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah they, they generally a poacher will run run dogs. They'll be running dogs and they'll, okay, they'll go on yeah. there and they'll, they'll be running hares and deer. Oh, um, gotcha. And they yeah. can run dogs and not get caught? Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's you know, there's a lot of rural places in the UK. Right, and right. Um, there's not a lot of police in those places. There might only be like two police officers for a, a quite gotcha. a big rural area, mm. and they aren't going to get out there. You know? Which is kind of you know because it's a night. They do it on a night time. Yeah. Oh, so, oh yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, and it's like you know from this side of, of you know we're not just across the ocean. We're across the ocean and the whole other continent. You know? mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, it's you know the what you see on TV a lot is you know the big cities and the big you know yeah. more yeah. more yeah. populated areas. But I'm sure just like you know you go down to I don't know, Montana. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. you know you, yeah. all you ever see is Bozeman, which right. isn't even that big of a place. But if that's all you ever saw, you might not understand that the re- the whole rest of Montana out there. So yeah, right. right. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot. Of, you know, within an hour from my home, I've got rolling hills, and then I've got big flatlands, big nice. farm fields. You know, mm-hmm. and there's road here all in both of those areas, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the dogmen tend to run the flat. They like to see the dogs running. Okay, yeah. Spotlight, you right. know, see, shine the eyes, and then let the dogs. No, and when you're talking private property, I mean, are we talking like thousands of acres? Yes, yeah, generally, yeah. yeah. It can yeah. can be anything from fifty to, you know, thousands. Yeah, you know, the 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 area I had originally was twelve hundred acres as a as it was, it was a country estate, and then the landowner around that saw what I was doing and he let me have his. So it turned into like two and a half thousand acres gotcha. over, over the years. And I gave that to to a good friend of mine who who's got a podcast in England as well. Okay, <laughs> so nice. he he yeah. now he now runs the deer on there. Okay, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so so the I don't know what the crown over there, you know, the mm-hmm. federal government. They they just don't really care about the deer population. No, at they all. do, is, is but there like there's a, no. Is there a Department of Fish and Game kind of set up there? Or? Not really. No. no, there's the Forestry Commission, um, which basically married manage 
forestry land, they have their own stalkers to to keep deer out of the woods because they're they're growing trees for profit. Yeah, and then they're yeah. replanting, and you know it's a it's a an ever ending sort of cycle, never ending cycle. So right. they have their own stalkers, which a few of my friends do, and th- those guys will shoot two thousand deer a year. Yeah, you know, <laughs> each one. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of deer up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no just kidding. Um, just management yeah. type stuff. It, yeah, it makes me laugh sometimes because I see like a, like I generally just going to say American, but like you see like a whitetail hunter and he goes, "Yeah, I got my deer this year," and like my buddy's sending me a picture of his Ford Ranger with like 40 red stags in the back of it <laughs> wow. from that night <laughs> wow. oh, oh, right. <laughs> it's like those guys in california since they outlawed mountain lion hunting so now the federal or i'm sorry either federal or state management now has hired guns that go in there and shoot the mm-hmm. mountain lions that yep. come to the rural areas mm-hmm. oh really yeah. oh yeah yeah they, so in, uh, instead of paying instead of letting hunters pay for licensing and tags and the right to hunt them they pay a government official <laughs> and they and they spend our money anyway <laughs> yeah to go well, out and yeah, pay somebody the, to shoot them the you know the they don't get the bad publicity that way yeah. it's just oh so, no it's managed and the same it's thing just... happens with city deer too like the, yeah. the, 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 there are hired hunters that that kill deer that are in you know close to urban yeah. areas yeah mm-hmm. you know? yeah there <laughs> is there is the odd person in the uk i know one guy he was like on some kind of like police radar mm-hmm. thing and he if there was like say loads of cows got out on the motorway, they would yeah. call him and he would go shoot them off the motorway. You know, things like that. There is there is people that do get called if there's a wildlife issue. Well, and that's one um, thing I like the way Alaska does it too, is there's the there's two lists you can be put on with yeah. fish and game. There's a roadkill list yeah. and then there's a problem moose list. And yeah. I, I know people that have successfully harvested off both. You cool. know? So if somebody yeah. hits a moose on the road, unfortunately if it ruins your truck, you can't take it home with you. Yeah. But I think that's to discourage people from intentionally running down. Yeah. Yeah, you know, game with their trucks, but um, <laughs> somebody does get it. You know, they go mm. down the list, and then you have to be yeah. ready to roll that yeah. moment. But yeah, grab your trailer. Head Generally, out there, it, it, and then a I, lot of deer do get run over in the UK, but um, they just get left at the side of the road. Sometimes that, the yeah. police will call. Like I've, I've been called before just because they knew I was a local guy and I had firearms. Right. So and then I'd go and like help the police out and kill the deer. Right, um, right. And I've come across accidents before where a woman's screaming and there's a deer still alive on the side oh. of the road and it's actually fine it's just knocked out you know and then i picked it i picked it up and held it and then let it run off and it's fine um you know mm, the, the, yeah. it, it, it there's a lot of um deer deaths by accidents oh but, i can imagine yeah, yeah and they do ruin your car even yeah. a small road deer will yep. really mess your car up now did i i don't know if i heard this correctly but i thought i heard at some point you can actually sell uh, game yeah. meat yeah, in, in yeah. like restaurants absolutely. and use it for yeah. stuff like that over yeah, there. Is absolutely. that, is that yeah. pretty common? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people do. Um, most venison will go into the the market. Nice. Wow. We'll be food. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah, it's the market's very low now. There's, they're not getting the money for it like they used to. Oh, I mean, um, but people are going out there shooting two thousand of them a night or yeah. a year. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Supply versus demand. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> you would get like a, what we call a game dealer, and he okay, he yeah. usually would have a van, like a refrigerated van, and you say, "Yeah, I've got five deer," and he'd come round and give you some money and take nice. the deer for you. Oh, you, there know, you go. And they go into the into the system. Yeah, um, but like it, on the RTA stuff, um, sometimes the, the police would call a vet, and the vet would inject the deer to kill it, and then they leave it on the side of the road. Oh, and some people go and then go, "Oh, there's a fresh deer. Go pick it up and yeah. take it home and eat it." And that 
can be that hazardous can, to health. Yeah, that <laughs> can be problematic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. Huh. Yeah. There's a lot of suppressor hunting over there. Pretty much all of our yeah. rifles have a suppressor. The police pretty much say if you go in and you you want to like let's say I want a, a 308 and you put in for your license they'll say you, you didn't put in for a suppressor you know you need it's generally oh. you know it's it's but it's what we do we yeah. do I, yeah. I i i up until coming here very rarely shot a rifle without uh, without wow. a haven't, haven't they seen all the scary hollywood movies where they just make rifles well, completely silent and it, it's well, just well, like but pretty no much, reason any person should own one yeah, of those things anybody I mean, who has a suppressor <laughs> is now the potential to be a sniper that's true you know, that, that's that, true that pretty much makes you a sniper nothing to do with you we, know, we don't call them suppressors <laughs> so. we call them if you didn't call, if you call it a sound moderator oh there we go <laughs> that's what yeah. we call them in the uk it's called <laughs> a mod you know have you got a mod for that that's yeah. what we say you know and it's a, wow. it's a moderator yeah mm, wow. sound which moderator. is a much more appropriate name than yeah. a silencer yeah yeah, but yeah. I mean, a lot of people call them suppressors here. Suppressors. That's yeah, pretty yeah. Accurate, but yeah, still, yeah. Like, yeah. But they're not. And anyone that's ever shot a rifle knows with a, with a moderator on it knows it's uh, they're still loud, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Generally, I'd be shooting on my land thirty or forty as mm -hmm. an average a year. Um, but yeah, yep. doing that over yeah. the number of years, it adds up. That's awesome. <laughs> that's perfect. But yeah, I did shoot. I did shoot. Uh, um a rodeo last month in asia mm, yeah and that was yeah that was i think cool. that might be the last one i ever kill really yeah mm, yeah. yeah it might be whether I, I don't know we might do a trip to england one one there year we when we all go back there and yeah yeah get I, you all some deer i'd like that <laughs> <laughs> well let's let's take a quick break mo and then we'll we'll come back in all right folks we all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year, I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and actions securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric, and gut health supplements. They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, go to StealthyHunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA. At what point? So you immigrated over to Alaska. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Two years ago now? A little Roughly, more. Roughly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's about eighteen months now. Yeah. yeah so yeah, what? Yeah. What? Uh, I know you've hunted all over the world, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. You know, in, in a little while, but like, what? What sparked your interest coming over here? Like, um, basically, I got invited with with a couple of friends who would taken to Africa on a hunt. Okay. And they, they yeah. were they were American, and they said, "Do you want to come over?" and do an elk hunt with us mm. and um we was like yeah yeah, yeah. Let's, do, let's do it so i i came over and then the elk hunt changed to let's go to alaska oh okay and um <laughs> so we we couldn't hunt here but we just went along just to have fun yeah and, see the country you know, being, yeah, help them out the and yeah we, we were moose hunting and there was like two guys that said if you want to come over you know 
So we came over we and we we float we flew into McGrath and then we floated the Cuscoquim. Oh nice. Um, mm. down, well, well we, we went down river. Day. Really nice, beautiful. I fell in love with yeah. the place. Um didn't kill anything. No, we, <laughs> we saw a lot of moose, but nothing. It was a fifty inch area, I think, because okay. they were non resident. Gotcha. Uh, they yeah. weren't Alaskan. Um so they, they they never shot anything. Um they did shoot at a wolf a big black wolf we saw oh, on, a, on a log nice. in the river and he shot over its back and oh, that, was the, no. that was the only bullet that left a rifle for for about two weeks um, but we had a great time we were fishing in the river we were, we, you know we we're catching salmon and and she fish yeah. and pike and eating them and nice. it was great we had a yeah. really good time I, I really enjoyed it i got beaver fever oh, no. <laughs> yeah yeah i got the, the old giardia oh um, man and uh that that was fun and then yeah. um yeah <laughs> i was gonna say dalton you might know this does alaska I'm, I'm pretty sure i remember but before we say anything does alaska offer the trade trade in for your tags the way other states do like if you get a moose tag and but you see a black bear yes can yeah. you trade that yes. moose tag for a black bear yeah. tag as yeah. long as it's a lower value tag right yes like, Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They, they, those guys had moose tags and black bear tags. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then they asked about the wolf, and they said, "You don't need a tag. You can shoot yeah. ten. I think." It yeah, was. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 I know certain states. Yeah, that's that's a cool thing. Yeah. yeah. I like that. So yeah. that was a. How long did that trip last? I think I was here for three weeks altogether. Three weeks. Yeah, I was there, went to Anchorage and toured around a little bit, and then um, actually it was longer because me and my friend we 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 flew from Alaska to. LA and then flew to Louisiana to New Orleans and went fishing redfish oh, okay. nice. New Orleans and then we flew to Florida and then yeah. went fishing in Florida <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um no yeah. we had a really good trip I fell in love with Alaska and uh yeah, yeah. it was great and uh no. met a woman <laughs> and yeah now I live here yeah. <laughs> so yeah yeah that'll do it yeah it was a tough decision to make it was it was you know, I, I do have a, a son, um, mm -hmm. Brandon, which you, you've met him. Yep. Um, but he he's older now. He's eighteen, and he was like, "Just do it, Dad." Yeah. yeah. And uh, so yeah, I sold up and, and moved here eighteen months ago. Man, I love it. Oh man, uh, this is home now. I love it here. It's yeah. Great. Yeah. It's Good. free. Yeah, yeah, that is. I can finally it's, take off that red coat and yeah. enjoy. Well, I still enjoy. have my red coat and my white wig. <laughs> That's the best Halloween costume ever. I've got it. That's awesome. Yep, that's awesome. Um, but no, it's uh, it's been good. Um, I mean, next Halloween, we he's got to dress up like that, and then the rest, yep. you know, one of us will run up the street as. He, Bringing the kids trick or treating. <laughs> red coat's coming. The red coat's coming. The British are coming. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Yeah. I've got a friend. I've got a friend down in Mississippi, and um, his 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 grandmother or great grandmother maybe. She's called it Mima or something. And then we went to dinner one night. This is quite a few years ago, yeah. and um, I think it's like 2015 or something. And I went in, and she she called me the red coat. Is the red coat coming for dinner? <laughs> I don't know. Well, she must have been like ninety eight or something. Right. Like that. <laughs> Old enough to remember. Yeah. 
Well, you know, Mariah's favorite movie is The Patriot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a good film. It is a good film. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of hurts a little bit to yeah. watch that, I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, no. We gave you it. We had, we, we were more concentrating on the French at the time. Just there you go. Just take, yeah. the, yeah. take the country. Yeah, there's not much it. there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what the Russians thought about Alaska. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah, 12 cents an acre. Just take it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> yep. So what all have you gotten the chance to hunt up here so far then? Um, so you kind of hit the ground running when you got here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I didn't, you know, that's one thing my wife said, you, you know, you won't do as much hunting because she'd call me and I'd, every weekend I'd be out. Yeah. Shooting, you know, you won't do as much when you come over. Is that going to be okay? And I was like, I'll be doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I've, uh, um, I was lucky enough, a friend introduced me to bear baiting. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So um, I've shot three bears now, three black bears. Mm. Nice. Um, uh, and then um, I've shot a caribou as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've yeah. got a nice yeah, caribou this, yeah. this summer. Um, what else have I got? I think that's it for here. Yeah. 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 I think that's it. But you've been out with a yeah, lot of friends, true. though. I've been and... out. Yeah. Last, last year, um, a friend got the, the Delta tag. The sheep tag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he, he, his partner dropped out and he said, look, would you come with me? The, f- the flights are paid for. Just like, let's go. Yeah. Uh, so it was like two weeks notice. So I was like, I'm not in there. <laughs> I'm not in anywhere near enough shape for this. But right. I was. It was, yeah. it was fine. Um, it was tough. But yeah, we went, we went in. Um, um, we were into sheep every day. Nice. It was good. It was a good yeah. education for me seeing them. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. They were... Uh, we found some rams, but the the one that was right there, he just uh, wasn't quite full cow. But I I think he was probably in his eighth year. Okay, um, yeah. but he it's wasn't. hard to judge that. Though, yeah, like, in it the was. Field, I mean, we were on that ram for two days, just watching it coming yeah. out of its bed and coming down feeding, going back to bed. Yeah, and it was like, are you going to shoot this or not? And it came down to the point of like, Let, let's not. Well, we spent too much time on that ram. Yeah, I, I, know, then, I know a lot of guys that are very experienced sheep hunters that still get real careful about counting rings. Yeah, I mean, I had like the scope on it with the with the camera and I was zoomed right in and I put the little line across the ruler on the on the photograph and yep. I just, that tip was just below. Right. Yeah, on everything yeah. I could find. And they're, and they're strict up here. I mean, yeah. an eighth of an oh, inch. Yeah. Eighth of an inch is too small. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so we, we, ne- we never took one. We, we backed out of there after about nine days. Okay. Um, eight, eight days. Yeah, we, saw some we bears did. up there too, right? So yeah, we had a grizzly come right, right <laughs> yeah, into, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a sow, um, quite a small bear, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, no, he, for, he, judging by the ones I've seen since, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he, that that bear was was pretty close. He was mm-hmm. twenty thirty yards from the tent as as I just opened and woke up in the morning. It was right there. Um, yeah, I think you sent me the picture as soon as you got back in the town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, we. We watched it for what felt like a few minutes, probably a few seconds, and then we clapped and shouted, and it, it went up that mountain, which took me four hours to get up in about 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you realize how fast they are. Yeah, yeah they're nimble. Um, for, they're all muscle. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we backed out of there. We were probably 10 miles from the mm-hmm. the airstrip at the time, and in those eight days, I think we, we probably did 90 miles. Yep. on our feet yeah. and it was pretty tough it yeah. was tough you know Sounds carrying about, right. about six, 60 pound on my back roughly nice um 
But yeah, it was yeah. good. It was good fun. Um, just looking at what shape tag to put in now for this right. year for myself. Now, now I can. Um, yeah, right. So, yeah, um, go go into a little bit of that process if you don't mind. Um, like the whole getting, getting over here thing, because I, I know we've got a lot yeah. of listeners um, from overseas, yeah, uh, in the UK, Denmark area, and whatnot, and yeah, um, people, a couple of them written into the show asking about hunting over here. You, you basically know, getting can't. Over here. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, right, yeah, it, it, it's it's. America is very difficult. People just go, oh, yeah, I'm going to move to Alaska. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you, you yeah. can't. Um, it's It took us quite a long time. You know, I'm lucky I met a girl here. Mm -hmm. She's American, and she basically put the sponsorship in for me to come over. Um, yeah. But you, you, you can't just move to America, even though Britain and America are very closely related. Right, yeah. There's no... Um, Hmm. sort of like process to go you know hmm. that you can just say yeah i want to move over there unless you've got a job and you're sponsored by a job right or something right. like that yeah. um yeah. and if you if you want to just come and hunt here then you you've got to pay you've got to be guided mm. right know? um right. like you guys know anyway you, right you, yeah non-resident alien non-resident yeah. alien has and to be a guide yeah. yeah that was something this year because my son came over and i i, I went to fishing game and asked because it says next of kin right can right. hunt the same, but it doesn't say in that little rule that non-resident alien, and there's two different rules. And I was like, "What's the deal?" And one of them was saying, "Yes, you can." The other one was saying, "No, you can't." We took it as "No, you can't." Right. So, play it safe. Yeah, yeah we just the better, it way, better way yeah. to go. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Alaska's not shy about taking all your stuff no. if you break the rules. Gun, your truck, your dog, <clears throat> your wife. It's great, really, because the government <laughs> in England don't do anything. Um, for, to my knowledge of like management for mm -hmm. the wildlife really mm -hmm. there's there's separate like put you know like private organizations that look after certain pieces of wildlife but here the especially in alaska the government the really the state is really on it and yeah. wildlife crime here is a is a big deal mm -hmm. oh yeah oh yeah you get oh. less for murder <laughs> <laughs> that's the it joke is. yeah yeah they'll yeah. <laughs> take everything except your birthday yep. yeah yep. sometimes <laughs> that yeah yeah it's tough it's 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 great here for hunting the hunting is amazing but people don't realize they look on instagram and they see these big moose and stuff and mm -hmm. and they go oh yeah we're gonna go and get one of those no, no you're not <laughs> right you know, yeah. it's not like that yeah. you know like, yeah. i get friends can i come over and I'm, no you can't you, you, you've got to be guided i'm not a guide yeah you know um and and basically they don't realize the logistics of the place getting out right into the area to hunt right um you know you've got to have your toys mm -hmm. you know you, you you need your truck you need a trailer you need a four-wheeler winter generally you're gonna need a snow machine yeah and yeah. pretty much you need a boat as well you do yeah and it's if you can put your four-wheeler on your boat that's the ticket but you know it's it's tough to get out there mm -hmm. um and like like the sheep hunting a lot of these guys that see these big sheep getting killed and oh wow yeah let's let's go and pay for a guided hunt well generally right now it's my to my knowledge anyway the sheep numbers are pretty low yeah there's a lot of smaller rams getting shot and yeah. these, these, the there's like a handful of big ones got shot this year, last yeah. year, and those guys have all got their own airplanes. Mm -hmm. They're well, out there scouting, they're looking, yeah. you know, and and they're they're putting a lot of time into that, you know. I, I was listening to one biologist talk, and he was saying that because uh, there were a couple exceptional rams shot this year. Yes, very yeah, they were. I very saw a few nice pictures. Rams. Yeah, 
And and one thing they said <clears throat> is that that might be a really good sign because we've been in such a low swing for a while, mm. and they've they've compared it to other low swings in mm. the past where the numbers will just plummet and plummet and plummet, yeah. and then on the years that they start coming back, you start seeing some of these bigger rams from the ones that yeah. did survive. Yeah, yeah. And it's typically seems to be something that kind of indicates maybe it's turning around. Yeah, it's like so those, they're, they're hopeful. But it looked like some of those rams this year were over ten years old. You know. Yeah. So hopefully, maybe we'll be looking at a, an upswing soon. I mean, that'd be really yeah. nice. Maybe we'll stop shutting areas down. <laughs> yeah. We need something to The happen. hard part about that is it's not the state that's doing right. a lot of the shots. Yeah, exactly. it's just Now, for 19C, that was a fish and game ordeal. That, where, that was, yeah. Where they closed it to non-residents. And yeah. there's actually a committee that's been, either is going to be put in place or has already been um, assembled. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be like a... I don't know if you could call it like a think tank type of a deal uh, where, where they're just going to workshop ideas on how to manage 19C. Right. And that's a state ordeal. But everything else that's been closed, like, uh, for instance, this year, right before sheep opener, they closed down that Yukon-Charlie area. Oh, I know. A lot yeah. of that 40-mile country. How? In the world, did they pull that? I mean, right before season. Well, it the, was. the reason that they pulled it off is it's it's an emergency closure. And I know. But when still, they like, enact an emergency closure, they don't have to go through any kind of a process with the state. Normally, there is an interaction between state biologists and fish and game, mm -hmm. and the feds that want to close an area because technically, the animals and the management of the animals falls to the state. But when it's on federal land, the feds can technically close it by emergency order without going through that state process. Yeah. So that's what we're seeing a lot of, like that Brooks Range Corridor, mm -hmm. which I believe that's up for re-election. It was only supposed to be for two years. So I, I think that's up for re-election this yeah. year, and we don't know if it's going to be open or not. Yeah. But for instance, things like that, like the Archery Corridor along the Dalton Highway, mm -hmm. that is almost a non-impact hunting area. Yeah. yeah maybe in a good year, two or three rams will get shot out of there with archery equipment. Right. In the Yukon-Charlie area that they closed down this year. I think it was like, like one. one was killed last <laughs> yeah. year, wasn't yeah. it? The, the like, average yeah. is one to two rams a <laughs> yeah. year. So almost it's, it's almost like, a non-impact yeah. closure, but that hints to other motives. Yeah. Mm. And that's what we're dealing with. So yeah, it, although we do have a great state management system, the feds are looking at it from the outside in and saying, well, your numbers are low and people are complaining about it. People to do with Anilka are complaining about mm -hmm. it. Locals are complaining about it that have federal rights. Mm -hmm. And so you're obviously not doing anything about it, which is not true either because right. the state is following their management plan of mm -hmm. eight years old, full curl or broomed Right. By the time a ram reaches that that uh, uh, criteria, for the most part, he's already spread his genetics. Yeah, he's yeah. already done his job. The, mm -hmm. the only time in instance I could see where going beyond the eight, the full curl eight year uh, management plan would help is if you're getting really bad winters or really bad predation, and well, all of the younger rams are getting right. killed so by the, outside that, that, sources. That's that's certainly happening. Yeah. And, and the, there are there are two schools of thought on that as far as residents go, because some people are of the mindset, like what I just explained, that if you follow that management system, mm -hmm. the rams will be managed within those harvest rec mm -hmm. um, uh, requirements, yeah. because you're not shooting breeding rams. There are other folks on the other side of the table that are residents and hunters and not just people that have a, a dog in the fight 
that say, well, those rams mentor younger rams, and those rams are still breeding, and they're still taking part mm-hmm. in that process. Yeah. And so hunting does have an impact. And so now you have two opposing sides, and the problem is uh, that the, the people on on the first perspective are concerned that if the state does enact closures, when do you get it back? Yeah. Because that's what we faced up here in the past. Is when I don't think you will. Even that's if a you, problem. Yeah. Even if you close something with a good intention and saying, look, it, say for instance, let's close the entire Brooks range down. You know, this is just totally hypothetical. Mm. Let's close the entire Brooks range down for five years. Everything will get a complete recharge. Nothing will be shot. It'll all be natural process. All yeah. those young to middle-aged rams will get to breed freely and no pressure during hunting seasons. And in five years, we'll have a complete resurgence of population overall. Right. Well, the problem is if you have five bad winters in a row in that stretch, Mm -hmm. they're going to go back in there and fly it and look at it and say, man, this didn't really do much at all. Let's close it for five more years. Right. And then 10 years and then 15 years. And then you end up with a spot. You've got a generation that can't sheep on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's that's kind of the the fight right now is people that say, well, you know, I, I... I think we ought to give the sheep a break. Yeah. I think their heart is in the right place, but what are the consequences long-term? Right. Yeah. Right. The loss of a resources though. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's there, yeah. but you can't mm-hmm. go get it. Right. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's kind of a rabbit trail there, but it's kind yeah, of a hot you, topic you, you, in the management you, side. That's the thing with Alaska. You know, you can go into rabbit holes on every species. Oh, here you and, can. And how yeah. the different ways it's managed and, and, and it's impacted. I think on the whole, it's managed very well. Oh yeah, um, for the really most part, do, yeah. You know, I There's, think the state does a good job. Yeah, There's, but there, I agree there is with some you. rules which I. Th- I don't agree with. Well, and there's there's others that I think are absolutely perfect. Yeah. You know, so. Well, and I think the the state does a good job in perspective of the fact that they understand the the ebbs and flows of these populations mm-hmm. when right. it comes to sheep, when it comes to caribou, when it you know people from the outside down in D.C. or wherever these people are, you know, they're, yeah, they're looking up saying, "Wow, this herd of a hundred thousand caribou is now down to fifteen thousand. Yeah, what freaking out when yeah somebody who's been watching the records of this herd for the last. You know, yeah. however long they've been documenting mm-hmm. it, you know, 60, right. 80 years. Right. We'll say, okay, well, about every 15, 20 years, yeah. it goes up and down and just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. stays steady for the most part. But the yeah. steady for a caribou herd could be a difference of 80,000. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wish more of the those closures and things like that, if, if they were planning to or wanting to do closures, would be more of a presentation to the state. What do you think with this? Well, area? That, like, that, what that's, do you think? That's, and then leave it up to the state. Yeah, because that, that, that's that, that's that whole difference of a, uh, of opinion there. Because on the federal side of it, it's easy to look in through the window at the state management and say, "Well, they're not doing anything proactively about it." Right. Because from the state's perspective, we have a management plan. Right. We have regulations for this. Mm-hmm. If we give it time, it will rebound. It's just how it works. But yeah. the feds have a tendency to look at that and say, well, you're not taking any proactive actions for it. And so then they step in an emergency order, just close it. Right. And, you yeah. know, some of the tinfoil hatters like to think that the feds are just out to close all, all of our hunting out. But yeah. <laughs> th- th- there's a million different perspectives to go at it from. But yeah. mm-hmm. at the end of the day, yeah. we, we, all we can do is go into our public comments to the state management mm-hmm. and try to input our opinion and you yeah. know, Which, just do what we can. Yeah. As we've always said, if there is a comment section open. Be in it. There, yeah, yeah, be yeah. in it. Make yeah. your comment yeah. heard. Don't yeah. sit on the sideline and then complain when everything gets closed down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But exactly. So for when you came here, mm. um, you know, there's a big difference 
uh, between resident and non-resident hunting. Mm. Did they count when you first moved to Alaska on your, your Yeah, it's as soon as I land. As soon as you land. Yeah, Because I, I know you got your, yeah. your official green card. What was that, like uh, eight, 10 months later or something like that? Or? Yeah, I got it about 10 months later. But yeah. it's, you got to do 12 months resident right. in Alaska before you can. And they didn't count that hunt. just from the green card date. That was from no, the day. No, it's you, from the day you, I moved nice. here. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, because that opens it, up a whole new world of possibilities. Oh, yeah. Resident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this this year we did the, we did Chitna. There you the go. Fish. Yeah. That was good fun. Yeah. Which yeah. you can only do as a resident. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, you guys limited it out, right? Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. 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 Good job. I took oh, a yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. In like two hours, if uh, I remember. I think it was like three. <laughs> three. Three yeah. hours. Yeah. There's four of us, and we had <laughs> <Right. laughs> a lot of fish. That's a lot of work yeah. for those that yeah, we were tired. It's a lot yeah, we of work. Oh man. And and it's heartbreaking too because I went down about a week after you. Now I didn't dedicate a ton of time to fishing but i had a, a work trip um, yeah you know i work in remote sites and we had we have a site in chitna and so i went down there and everybody's telling me oh man we limited out in three hours oh we limited out in two hours fish are running fish are running <laughs> we showed up we did all of our work in an evening time we woke up the next morning it was a weekend and we go down there and the water had rose mm -hmm. like yeah three or four feet mm. overnight yeah. from where it was when we first got there and i think the most anybody was catching we went all the way up um O'Brien Creek, we went all the way back down um, around to, you know, the bridge and whatnot, where usually there's a ton of people fishing. Yeah. And it's all shoulder, shoulder to shoulder, but there was like nobody there. And the, I think there was one group that had a giant net that took two people to run. And they were catching maybe I one, saw some, one an hour. Some guys like that. Like I think was, they were like Japanese or something. Yeah, like yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. They had these big square nets and they had floats on yeah, top. And floats on top, thing weights was on bottom. Like 40 feet long. It was, just <laughs> pushing it, out yeah. and it was great. And then the, their, their little wife had a table up and as they brought the fish in, she was filleting. Yep. <laughs> and like when the fish are running, that's a great system. I'm sure they yeah. clean house. But oh, yeah, they the, were catching about one an hour down there when yeah. I was there. Wow. It was insane. Wow. Like, so I was lucky this year. My, my friend had a boat and he, he called and they needed another guy on the boat nice. just to make sure it was safe and stuff. And, yeah, yeah um, boats, boats can get scary down yeah, there. Yeah, we 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 motored down. He he'd been doing it for 40, 50 years, and mm -hmm. you an older guy, and he he showed me the ropes, and nice. yeah, it was good, good nice. fun. I yeah. enjoyed it. Good right deal. On. Yeah. So what was? I know you've done like you know you've been around dangerous game in your yeah. in your life, obviously yeah. Yeah. all over the world. Yeah. But um, what was your impression of bear baiting when you first got here? Um, I really enjoy. I, I I'm not a tree stand hunter. Okay, I, no. I've always sort of like shied away from that. Um, and I was like, well, my, my buddy said, let's go to the bear bait, and I'll show you. I was like, wow, well, hmm. all right, <laughs> I'll go with you. I'm hunting, you know. So right. I went went there, and then when I saw those bears start walking, and this is before I was resident, so I wasn't allowed to shoot. Right. Um. But we sat sat there in his stand with him, and I'm like, "Holy shit, these things are amazing!" Like they walk in, <laughs> yeah, you, right. you see these bears; they, they walk in, and you think these animals—they're pretty big, you know, six foot, yeah, you know, bears—and mm. you don't even see them until you hear that barrel, right? Or something. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, 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 yeah, there's a bear there. <laughs> um, you think these big things would like break twigs and make a noise walking mm. through because those woods are thick you know yeah 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 and uh they're cool to watch they really are cool yeah. to watch i i really I, I just like watching them yeah you know, just right. sitting and watching them interact and they stand up and they're <laughs> whacking the barrels around trying to get the food out 
you know, fighting each other and running each other off and it's it's good fun. Yeah. Um but like walking in the first time I was pretty on high alert thinking, why am I walking? This is a bear trail in the woods. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, right. Now I just walk in there. I always will say, I always have one in the chamber. The gun's always ready. All I need right. to do is mm-hmm. cut the safety right. off yeah. and I'm good. Um, I always take my 10 mil with me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, they're dangerous animals. You know, oh, yeah. without a doubt, but yeah. both species, what we have here, very dangerous. Um, when you when you when you kill one and you have a look at its claws and yeah, oh, like yeah. that muscle, yeah, when mm-hmm. you skin them out and you're yeah. like, oh, this is and their forearm is almost as big around as yeah. your thigh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, there's some serious strength there. And, oh yeah, and uh, those those think those claws are razor sharp, and you know, yeah, well, um, and and that's the the most fun part honestly i mean myself and a lot of other people i know that are just super into bear baiting it's the watching of the bears yeah you, know, you get to watch it's them do so all kinds of fun. crazy stuff and you know, i've got like seven thousand I mean, pictures you're... from a trail yeah, right. <laughs> right but when you're watching these things and even the smaller black bears i mean they can grab a 55 gallon drum and just toss it around yep. like it's nothing like yep. you know yeah. like man these damn yeah power yeah right, they really so. i've got some power i saw a video maybe a couple of years ago and it was a black bear and he was he was fighting the mirror Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah some, and I was like, if the speed of what he was hitting, he was. I think he was on his hand legs, mm. and he was punching it like a, like a boxer. And the, <laughs> the speed of his arms, I was like, oh, if that was a, if that was me, right? Yeah. You got no yeah. chance, you know. You got yeah. no, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you you, you got to keep your wits about you when mm-hmm, you go in right. there, and then you know, I'm I'm really careful. Um, going my food, get everything baited up. Put yep. some scents out. Have some spray bottles. Put all those out. Use use the beta nano seven stuff. Right? Yep, beta oh, nano, yeah. yeah, that nasty nope. bar and um, <laughs> that stuff's disgusting. <laughs> ah, I was uh, I, I had one leak in the in the back of the truck. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah. And, um, yeah, all the neighborhood bad. dogs <laughs> yeah. love your truck now. I still can't get that. I've got that like Linex that stuff on in the bed of yeah, the truck. Yeah. That, oh, black, no. that black thing. And I got some grease from town, from I won't say where. Right, right. <laughs> I got yeah. some grease and I put some na- nasty bore in the grease, mixed it all up, and I yeah. made some different like five gallon buckets mm-hmm. and had them in the back of the truck. Lids were on. Oh, man. You know what that road's like. Yeah. Where I go. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I got, I got, That's I got all to where I need- Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. Um, you know, I <laughs> got, got to where I needed to be and, uh, there was there was five gallons of grease in the bucket. Oh no! Nasty <laughs> oh um, no! That's when you just haul yeah. out the bed liner and drag it into the yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got. I think it was like four a.m. and I was back in Ooh. town. I went to the jet wash <laughs> with that hot water, and I was just blasting it out. And it's still the the the, the black bed liner is still white. But yeah, my my wife wasn't happy because I spilt one on the driveway as well. Mm. Oh it, yeah. It just stinks. It still smells. <laughs> one of the things that I enjoy the most dig up the whole concrete pad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of the things I enjoy the most about hearing from listeners is when they buy something from Jess at Beta 907 yeah. and then they email us and holy smokes, oh, that, yeah. that is great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love hearing Je- about Jess stuff. Jess is like cool. That. She's I've spoke to her a couple of times. Yeah. Um 
when I've ordered things and she's cool. She's like, yeah, yeah. I'll send you this and send yeah. me a hoodie and nice. Bits and pieces. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's so it's cool. And that's one thing we we made sure to focus on when we first partnered up with her. You know, we've been using this stuff long before oh, yeah. this podcast even existed. Yeah, like, long before the the Northern Hunter was even a thing. And, yeah, you know, there's a reason we've all used her products and stuck with her products yeah. you know as long as they're i, I won't use anything else yeah, yeah. i won't either not, not I, gonna happen i used to mix and match you know like like back in the day I'd, eh, if i'm in sportsman's i'll grab this you know generic yeah, brand whatever their one, brand yeah. is it's the yeah, yeah, something yeah. but it's not great it's just it's not as powerful <clears throat> it's not that's no. the thing i've no. noticed is like, like the only one I, I got from sportsman's was like jelly donut or something yeah mm, that's yeah. quite when i'm I when like, i'm in the tree and i, I just spray that around sometimes yeah. mm -hmm. but once it's empty, they won't, I won't be buying another one. I'll right, just do yeah. it. I'll just get it from Nana Seven and yep. yeah. fill my own. Yeah, bottle. I just noticed her stuff lasts a little bit longer. But if you yeah. anybody listening, use discount code the Northern Hunt or TNHP yeah. at checkout. Well, and I did you get, um, get some discounts there <clears throat> on, on most items. I don't think it applies to everything, but yeah. on most items. Yeah. yeah what, I, what I did this year was um, I had the nasty bar tar. Mm. and i had oh, like yeah. it's good stuff. blueberry or something i forget what it was like a fruity one and i put one on the tree near one camera and i put the other one on the tree near oh, the other camera to see which to one they see went to which and they all went to the nasty bar. did they really yeah. nice <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to see what was what was going on you know and that's a great thing to do and i've heard, i think we see, recommended yeah. a lot of people do that is yeah, yeah different yeah. trees different all a lot of guys said yeah. uh, like you know where I where my bet is it's uh, they like sweet stuff, donuts, mm -hmm. and all those pastries and all that. And I was talking to one guy, and he he does pops popcorn in the garage. Oh yeah, and takes yep. it all out in popcorn. And I spoke to my friend, and he was like, "No, nope, they don't like popcorn there. Mm. Won't even touch it." <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, right, okay. So yeah, yeah I'm trying to think of how I can take fifty pounds of food out, but without. With a, carrying fifty pounds, <laughs> right? <of fruit>. Yeah, <laughs> good uh, luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's the... let, let me know if you figure that out. Yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> yeah. not going to happen. It's. It's. You got to take that food out. Yeah, there. you got to carry it out there. Yeah. So, had you had the chance to eat uh, bear before like, you came? No, here. No, no, yeah. no. Um, I got it um, processed in town. Okay, instead yep. of doing it myself, the guy told me about. They did make the bear sausage meat and everything. Yep. So we get um, Italian sausage and breakfast sausage oh, made yeah. at Santa's Smokehouse, I think it is in town. Yep. Yep. Um, they do good job. And it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And the guys sort of know me now. I've taken my caribou there and stuff. It's, okay. It's, yeah. For a couple of hundred bucks. Right, right. It saves you hours and hours of work. You well, know? it um, saves you hours. And then, especially if you don't have the right setup yeah, you know, around, you yeah. don't have all the grinders and the slicers Absolutely. and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. And we, yeah. we pretty much eat bear two or three times a week yeah yeah it's it's our staple meat Not, yeah basically yeah, yeah. Since yeah I've been so here, good. it is yeah. yeah um do you keep roast off it or do you grind most of no it? i ground everything, grind everything. On, <laughs> yeah, on the bear just grind it all um yeah. and then I, I keep i keep steaks off the caribou and mm -hmm. then i ground the rest up yeah 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 we keep a couple of roasts so we keep some of the neck roasts yeah. and then um my wife had requested i keep some of the flank meat yeah um, there was actually I, th I think it was a uk recipe she wanted right. to try where it was it requested yeah. some bear flank meat and so i kept a little bit of that that was pretty good the hard yeah. part is just cooking it all the way through yeah to get rid of the trichinosis mm -hmm. without uh yeah. turning into without turning leather. it into yeah shoe leather yeah. well done meat so yeah. Yeah, pretty much unless you're going to slow cook it or smoke yeah. it or something like that right. you know for long low and slow yeah um yeah. that's really the only way to do it but i think that flank meat makes really good jerky too mm. oh yeah i could see that yeah. i haven't tried bear jerky but i bet that'd be really yeah. good yeah. once once yeah. i build my shop i'm gonna experiment with different things but right now mm -hmm. not, i don't really have the 
facilities to start playing around too much. We just yeah. get it processed, get it in the freezer. Yep. It's food, yep. basically. The other... So aside from bear, you're eating uh, eating a lot of caribou right now. Caribou, huh? yeah. yeah. Got, got my caribou in. Talk about that one. I like it. My wife doesn't like it as, bad, oh, really? as much as the bear. She <laughs> said it's a bit gamey, um, but I, I, I think it's fine. Caribou you know, goes one of two it. ways with people yeah. around here. They're either, they don't like it at all, and they only grind it up and heavily season it and everything yep. like that, or they, like my wife, caribou's her favorite, yeah. her favorite game yeah. species. So. Yeah. And, Just, uh, you know, we, we had some caribou... Um, that she really liked, and mm-hmm. then the one that I got processed, yeah, she doesn't like it. Oh, so really? I'm like, right? Okay, so <laughs> huh. I'm just, yeah. Huh. Um, so that so that one you you managed to get up there. What was that? A three day season we had this year? Yeah, it was like four one days. We, we got one weekend and I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I think they closed it in like four days or something like yeah. that. But you managed to slide up in there and get one. Yeah, that buddy. Time buddy called me. He was like, "Are you gonna go up?" I was like, "No, no." We, you know, I've got things to do. And we'd, we'd been out trying to look for grouse. Mm-hmm. The night, my wife came with me, and it's her first time hunting. Yeah, so um, and it rained that night, and the truck was sliding all the way up. This was so August. August, yeah. yeah. Mid-August, yeah. And then the next morning, I said, we might go out again and look for some grouse later. And my buddy called me. He was on his way back into town. He'd shot a bull. And he said, you need to get up here. Like, there's caribou everywhere. I was like, no, nah, we're good. And then my wife could hear me on the phone. And she went, <laughs> let's just go. And right, I was like, yeah. what? I, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Don't like, gonna tell me twice. <laughs> yeah, within, within an hour, I was loaded. My buddy was back in town dropping a bull off at Santa's Smokehouse. And then uh, he came over and I followed him up there. Nice. And uh, went off on the four-wheeler and, and we went off. I went a little bit further than everyone else mm-hmm. just because, being honest, there was a lot of caribou, but I couldn't tell the bulls from the cows. Oh, really? I'm inexperienced with them. Right. And they've all got antlers. And I was like, I was looking and I'm like, I think that's a bull, but I'm not, and I'm not going to shoot if I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. That's um, a good point. (laughs) I said, I just want to find. I wish more people would follow. Yeah. Well, I just said, I'm just going to find a bigger one. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I I just went a bit further. When it's obvious, it's obvious. Yeah. We're just another mile past and I saw a group of about 60. Mm. Uh, there's, there's definitely a bull in there somewhere, you know, right. on the out- and I was looking and I was like, and then I just looked up and about 1600 yards away, I went, ah, I need that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we, we, we was looking at him and he, he was walking towards us. The group of 16 moved off to my right and disappeared down, downhill. We were above and, uh, he just kept coming and I, I got in position and I had him at like six, eighty or something. Mm-hmm. I was just about to shoot, and he was just kept coming. And he got like five twenty. He's still walking. <laughs> and then yeah, I shot him at three sixty. I think. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, um, your wife was there with you. My wife the shot. videoed yeah, it. She yeah. Videoed it. Yeah. 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 She that was, was a great shot. Me. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He dropped straight away, and uh, yeah, we had trouble getting him out. It mm-hmm. was tough. We were side hill, and it got a bit sketchy and it, it, it was midnight before we oh yeah tried to find the trail my buddy came up on his big side by side and we saw him come in and ah oh, <laughs> that's the way to go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well and some of those trails i mean for for anybody that that knows that you know the kind of caribou country it's like sometimes they're pretty well defined if yeah. you're where everybody yeah. else is once yeah. you go past where most people mm-hmm. go like you're you're dealing with just like shale rock yeah. and there's just, trail it's, it's level very, it's dark you yeah like, and especially it, if you're going over hills and stuff like mm-hmm. that and you come up to the top of that hill you might lose the trail entirely yeah, yeah. Like, and which is what happened I, yeah. I, I knew roughly where i, I could have got us back quite easily but 
I had to go down to where I'd shot the animal and then I tried to side hill around to get back on the trail oh, mm. and that turned into yeah. not a good in, in. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah she still wanted to go out and hunt with you though yeah, right? she, yeah. Yeah, yeah she is yeah. So you didn't she, scare was, her too she bad. was a bit worried but <laughs> she's a tough Alaskan girl so. there you go there you go <laughs> and what did you shoot that caribou with uh, my new 7PRC Mm, yeah, it's a good round. Pretty, yeah, uh, it's a good round. Pretty swanky round for a new guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, my guns are all still in England, unfortunately. Uh, so I'm, I'm a thirty or six guy. Mm -hmm. you know, that's what I've shot everything with for years and years. And I've got other cal calibers, but um, my thirty or six is my go-to. Right, you know? right. Um, and all my rifles are still in the UK. I, I've got them right now with somebody who's trying to get them over to me but it's just trying to find an import an import yeah I can, I, i've got the export done i've got an import license from the atf yeah trying to get them to alaska is the you know you would think for a country that's supposed to be as gun friendly as we are it'd be pretty pretty easy yeah but I, I know. Well, just bring him up through the southern border. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm kidding. Of course I'm kidding. I was going to say they can't see the face you made after you said that. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, but yeah. we've had problems with that. Um, my wife was trying to buy or get a rifle from a, a friend in Canada because it was, like uh, a, mini it was a mini 14. Yeah. yeah. And um, because they outlawed semi automatics. And so. Her friend that she went to college with was just like, oh, well, I'll just send it to you. You know, it's a 223. You can use it for boxing or, yeah. you know, any kind of hunting, really. Um, and Trudeau said no. And, well, no. Oddly <laughs> enough, the Canadian side said yes. Oh, really? It was the American ATF that said, um, I, we don't see that there's a sporting reason for you to have this rifle, so we're not going to import it into the what? U.S. What? Wow. I was floored. And we're, our we're still, ATF said our that. Our ATF said that. Oh, yeah. I'm real surprised the ATF is anti, acting anti-gun. Big big surprise there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, I wanted to raise such a stink about it. Because yeah. I can go down and buy one at yeah. Sportsman's right now. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, right now, I can, like, so what's the problem with sending this one in? Like, uh, it's, there should be a law against the ATF saying American citizen can't there should be a bring law a gun into the them. ATF in general, but that's a different yeah, topic. But, well, so. I, I, I spoke to an ATF <laughs> agent um, a couple of months back. Because I applied for a a license so that because I'm going back to England in January, mm -hmm. a friend of mine just moved to the states as well. He brought his guns with him, and there's a loophole. If you're moving here, you can bring your guns with you one ah, time. You're allowed a gotcha. one time import. Yeah, I thought I could fly back to England, grab my guns, and come back with them. Nah, but you're since you already, I'm moved. already here. You're not allowed to do it. So I've got to import them. They need to be engraved when they get here. Right, stamped right. Yep. and everything. So I'm just sort of, there's a place in Illinois, um, which I think they're going to end up going there and mm -hmm. they're getting shipped to Alaska. Good. But good. I want them back. They're all, they're, I've got the mainly blazers and I've got a, a CZ. 550 looks in 416 Rigby. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, those 550s are nice. Yeah, They're it's a uh, nice rifle. I've discontinued had it. now. Yeah, well, I had this one um, customized as yeah. well as a bit of a gift to myself yeah. a few years back. So it's, it's short and That's barrel. Gorgeous, um, gorgeous rifle. Yeah, yeah, it's all polished out, reblacked, uh, stock's been shortened slightly, mm -hmm. extended bolt handle. Nice. All that stuff. It's nice. It's got yeah. my name on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because I can. Right, right. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's in the. Do you want anything inscribed on this? I was like, uh, I don't. 
I don't think so. Yeah. He's like, should we just put your name on her? All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's that's that's got to stay in the family, basically. Okay. So I, just, yeah. I, I need it to to get out of England because if I'm not there, I'm, I, I've got a, a British firearms license still, mm -hmm. but that will expire, um, and I'm not sure if I can renew it. Gotcha. If I'm uh, not living there, I see. How how often do you have to renew those? Five years. Five years. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Five years. They're talking about doing a ten year, but there's a lot of lot of stuff changing in the UK with the firearms mm. licensing right now, and I'm not keeping completely up to date with everything right, right. what's going on. But I know the times are taking longer to get your licenses. There's mm. a lot more stringent stuff. The um, basically it's the same as what happened. The the the, the sort of liberal side of the world that we live in right um, yeah. a lot of the doctors in the uk are generally quite liberal by the look of it and there you've got to get a, a, a doctor's clean bill of health oh, and the police right. to have that like so, a psyche valve type of a deal it's sort of a psyche valve but also you know like it's, it's basically a health check you know oh. of everything so if your blood pressure yeah, yeah, okay. yeah it's like yeah, it, it's mainly to see it's mainly a psych thing but yeah, yeah. i mean they, they, they basically go to a doctor to see if there's any reason why you shouldn't have it and a lot mm. of these doctors apparently are saying they don't like they're anti-gun so right, they just say right. we don't do that so mm. then you uh, you have one doctor and like you do here you have a doctor's surgery that you go to if they, if your doctor won't do it what, what do you right, do yeah, right, you know? yeah. so there's wow. a lot of people struggling a little bit um but i think there's obviously some people are taking advantage of that saying well we'll we're doc we'll do it right right yeah. right give right. us a hundred pounds and we'll write you a i was gonna say you yeah know? I'll um, say that, that's a great so i don't know what's going on exactly great. but yeah uh, it's a great opportunity for any gun-friendly doctors over there. Yeah, to, and there know, is there is a lot. You know, I know like, quite a lot of doctors that shoot, yeah. um, but there's <laughs> there's a lot that don't as well. Right, uh, right. Um, especially Here. they've got if they if they're younger, you know, and they've gone through university in the last few years. Mm -hmm. um, all the universities in Europe and in America, they're yeah. so, so breeding ground <laughs> so for Biden. Were you pretty? Uh, <laughs> were you pretty uh, excited when, when you went through your first like? Uh, Buying a firearm as an American resident, yes, like post post <laughs> oh, green yeah. card, you got oh, yeah. you got all your yeah, paperwork. Yeah, yeah. Walk, in, walk in, walk out, walk yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can't actually. I it, because I've got a green card. I always get flagged. Oh, really? Yeah, I always <laughs> have, I get the five day wait every yeah. time. Um, I didn't. I bought a. Well, I actually before I got the seven PRC, the proof research, uh -huh. which I've got right now. I bought a Christensen, mm -hmm. and. Um, and oh it, yeah, it didn't work very yeah, well. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah, you, you got one of the lemons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I uh, that happens unfortunately. That, I, I I was able to buy that straight off the shelf, and I didn't get the the, the five day wait on oh, that nice. one. But nice. Everything else I bought has been the five. Because they knew it wouldn't work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, that thing. We'll sell them the lemon. Just I, sell, yeah. yeah. Somebody else already brought this one back. We'll just get rid. Of it. <laughs> yeah, I was I was lucky. I've got. <laughs> Yeah, I've got some friends in the industry, and I was really lucky that I was able yeah. to, to basically speak to Christensen's boss, and he was like, "Take it back. We'll, we'll." I've sent. He sent an email to me, mm -hmm. and then I showed it to Sportsman's, and they they argued for a couple of minutes, and then I went, "I'm not leaving until you give me my money back." <laughs> right, and he did. Um, <laughs> so it was it was I was just quite firm with them. Yeah, They're like this is not working. There's the email. They'll take it back. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and that is one one thing. I mean, I, I've definitely heard several stories of 
Christensen's having a couple of QC issues every once in a while. I think you, you know, can get a really good one or yeah, you get a bad one. It's one of those things when they work, they really work. Yeah. And when they don't, and it's the, just, the rifle itself and, was great. It was yeah. lightweight. It, it felt lovely. The stock was really nice. I have heard you their know. customer service is pretty good, though, considering like when they, you do they, get one that's They that's, was like, we will issues. fix it straight away. But yeah. I was leaving. and Right. You were on a time crunch. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I need a rifle now. Yeah. Like, I'm leaving in like a month, and you're telling me it's a 12-week wait. Well, yeah. We'll put it on the red flag to get it fast. I was like, well, what's that? That's eight weeks. Yeah. That's, it's still not good enough. Like, <laughs> right, this thing right. Is, and, the, and then what happens if you fix it and it's not right still right you know exactly. and then i've got to put another hundred rounds through it to get bed it all and, and try and get it and then i put those rounds through it and i'm a week away from leaving and it does the same thing again i was like no nah, exactly. it's just not yeah, yeah. so yeah. give me money back yeah, okay. i had another guy a friend of a friend of a friend and he he called he was in texas and he said i've just set this proof up it's got the Huskamar on it. It's mm -hmm. already, he's had it out to a thousand yards, shooting like five inch groups at a thousand yards. I was like, uh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> How much? <laughs> right. Okay. What can I trade against that? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so I sent him, sent him, uh, a couple of Suarez scopes that were surplus <laughs> yeah. to requirements that I brought from England. And he sent me that rifle with uh, it all set up and ready. And, it's it's a good right. It shoots better than I I can. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, well, and it's that's a the goal. Rifle. That's when you know you've got a good rifle yeah. when you'll never outshoot your gun. Yeah, like that's. I'm getting better from using that gun because mm -hmm. I know what it can do. So the confidence is there. Right. So I'm yeah. getting a better shot now since moving yeah. here. I'm 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 thinking about my shots more because mm -hmm. in the UK I was shooting deer at thirty yards. Right. Top, right. Freehand dead in the back of the truck. Next one. Yeah. Okay. You know. Um. So I'm shooting stuff now at, at further distances and, um, you know, I'm really sort of thinking about my shot. I'm mm -hmm. breathing and I'm uh, I'm doing videos of myself, sending them to a friend of mine and I don't want to say too much about him because he's in the in the military world, let's <laughs> no, say okay. that. And he's, he's <laughs> still there. He's leaving this year, but he's still up there. Um, but he's, he's incredible, mm. uh, yeah. you know, and he was like, Dude, you're shooting. You're shooting very, very well. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, just keep that up and keep going with it, and and just... well, and especially when you use one rifle consistently. Yeah, you really get that muscle memory down. Yeah, and learn. Right. You know. Yeah, learn it. Yeah, fear the man that only owns one gun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you don't mind, mm. I'd like to. Well, since we already opened this can of worms, let's just circle back to what uh, what the issues were that you ended up having with the gun <clears throat> that with the Christensen. Yeah. Um, with that Christensen, basically, there's there's a breaking process that they recommend. So I followed that, and I got about sixty rounds through it. But the bolt was really heavy, very difficult to open. Um, that was my first indication. I was like, this doesn't. So feel after good. you fired around, it was a very was heavy very bolt heavy. lift yep. and hard to get the brass mm -hmm. out of the chamber. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I was I was shooting at first. I couldn't get a group with it, and then it started grouping really well. Mm. really well like i was a quarter m away with it mm. you know 100 um i was like this is cool and then a round got stuck in the chamber all factory ammunition yeah and i was looking online and stuff and they were saying yeah it's hornady's rounds and this i was like it's not the round it mm -hmm. can't be the round and I was even getting my, I was getting, get, I got the brass out and I was measuring everything. I was like, it's not that everything's very consistent, right, you right. know, um, for factory ammo anyway. And then uh, I went back to the range with it, 
and um, it blew a primer out. Oh, really? And the the round was stuck again, mm. and I could not get it out. Mm. And um, did you, did you do a like a deep clean on the chamber at all? Before yeah, I checked for like carbon ring, yeah. all that stuff. Really, yeah. I I cleaned it like every time and like really cleaned it and it would take about seven rounds to get back to a good shooting rifle oh, okay. yeah and then to about foul, three foul more yeah. and then you would get the chamber issues and the and mm, it wouldn't eject really? so i was like it's a rifle it's a good rifle you shoot shoot 10 rounds and then you're good and then you've got yeah. one shot <laughs> and then you then you got to clean it again uh, you know one uh, shot's all you should need <laughs> yeah well yeah <laughs> um so it, it I did that a couple of times, took it back, called a few people. They were like, we're having similar issues. We've heard, hearing this a lot, blah, blah. So in the end, yeah, I, yeah. A friend of mine, I actually posted it on the Christensen Arms thing on Facebook and a friend from the UK who's, who's got a big, um, he's, got, he's called Highland Outdoors. Okay. Um, really big um, shooting, hunting company. And he was like, let me deal with this for you. Where, where he's a, he, they, they uh, sell christensen so he knew yeah. right. and um so he got on to christensen's guy um got on to proof as well mm-hmm. and between the four of us we we dealt with it yeah but that's, yeah, that's good it was that's good. good i was very lucky that's yeah. been probably the most common issue i've heard of with it seems to be all the seems... new rounds are like the 6.5 the 7 psc mm-hmm. and the 300 psc yeah the other ones don't seem to have too much of a problem. Yeah. So I'm so curious. Tight, if it's, it says tight tolerances. Yeah, yeah I would say I was, I'm <clears> curious if it's the tolerances of the the chamberings and then how the manufacturing process is adjusting to that. So three years ago, I bought a. I think it was the 20th or 25th anniversary edition Christensen Mesa. Oh, I remember that. That was, yeah. that was like Ellipses exclusive or something like win, that. Correct. 300 win mag. Yeah. And, and I. Folks that listen to the show know that I've shot a Christensen Mesa 7 Rem mag for mm-hmm. a, a while, you know, for, for a lot of different animals. And I, I like that gun. It's a good gun. I've seen, seen that rifle. Never had a problem with Tap it. Yeah, it, it was the one that I shot a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago when we were all yeah. out. And uh, that gun shoots phenomenal. It, it shoots really, really well with with a broad selection of factory ammo. I haven't ever hand-loaded for it because it shoots so well with so many different factory loads. Any animal I want to hunt with that gun, mm-hmm. I can just hand pick the bullet out of the out of the mini factory selections that I've got on hand, and it shoots them. Yeah, shoots them well. So I bought that 300 Win Mag. That uh, it's it's an identical rifle, but it you know some different colors on it. It had an extended bolt knob. You know, uh, just a couple of things that made it kind of a unique purchase from the Lipsy's dealer exclusive deal. Yeah. Um, I, I bought that gun. I shot it. And it shot well, uh, it shot uh, very well. I, at the time, I was shooting Barnes bullets out of it. And I, I took it on a caribou hunt with Mariah and my brother in the wintertime. And uh, I shot a caribou with it. I think those caribou were at 425 or 450 or something like that. I think they were like four, yeah, right at 425. Yeah. And so uh, my brother ended up shooting his caribou with my rifle, and I shot mine with that gun. But I noticed that the chamber was kind of sticking, you know, on, it, it wasn't necessarily a heavy bolt lift, mm. but it was hard to get the round back out of the chamber. Mm, yeah. Gotcha. And so I, I only, at that point, I had only shot 
50 rounds through it before I took it on that little trip. You know, it was just a, you know, drive out for the 40 mile snow machined out, killed a couple of caribou, came home that day. And uh, normally I, I would want more rounds through the gun before I take it on a hunt like that, just to really break it in and and test it and shoot it and get a lot of groups through it. Um, but I, I got home from that hunt and I thought, man, this is just kind of odd. Like I've never had a gun do this before. I took it to the range. And I took several different factory loads for it to, just to try different brass, really. And I thought maybe this batch of ammo from Barnes, maybe out of these batches that I had, mm-hmm. maybe this was a sizing issue potentially. And so I, I shot those and it was the same issue. I, I was having really hard uh, extractions out of the chamber. Um, nothing that I ever couldn't just take my fist and just smack it back and that would Mm -hmm. pop it out, but it was still like, man, I can't run this bolt fast in the field. Right. That's a problem, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so I shot federal blue box ammo out of it. I shot Hornady precision hunter out of it. I shot, uh, some federal stuff, some of the nickel brass and all of it was doing the exact same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I contacted Christensen directly. I actually got through to one of their guys on the phone through their website Super helpful, really nice guy. And uh, I ended up uh, sending the rifle back into them. They sent me a little label and I, I, I shipped it back to them through Alaska Ammo. Yep. And then I got it back and they had it back to me in like two weeks. That's good. It was extremely fast. Yeah. And uh, I, I told them the same thing. I said, look, you know, I, I hunt a lot and I, I've got a deer hunt, you know. Uh, well, no, that was past the deer hunt that year. I was going to use it um, uh, spring bear mm. for a couple of different things that I was going to do, some, some hike-in stuff. And so I, I kind of wanted that gun. Mm. And uh, so I had told him, look, you know, spring bear is coming up here in the next, I, I think it was like eight weeks away. I said, so mm. if you could expedite the process, I'd like to get it back well before then. And they had it back to me in, like I said, yeah. about two weeks, maybe three weeks. And uh, it didn't have the issue after that. I, I shot it um, a little bit. Not a whole lot, and um, it shot fine. But what I found was that in my own head, I didn't trust it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, that's it, a big it problem. Just, it just kind of bothered me, and <clears throat> you could tell. I, I even got a, the, their their little letter that they sent back with the workup that they had done on it. They had said that there was some chamber um, mm-hmm. um, spec issues with that one. So that they essentially just reamed out the chamber a little bit yep, and gave it, right, some, gave it, right. a, you know, just a hair more space, I I'm sure. And uh, I ended up, I ended up, uh, selling the gun off and the guy that, the, the guy that has it now, I know him. It shoots fine. It yeah. operates fine. And yep. some days I think, man, I, <laughs> I had the might, same thing. Maybe should have just held on to that one. But uh, I don't know. Just in the back of my head, I always thought, man, I, I just don't yep. know that I trust that guy. Rolled his four wheeler with that gun mounted on it. Oh no! And this it year still worked. <laughs> this year, uh, last year. Right. I think. So, oh man, let's clarify this. So I have rolled a four wheeler with a gun on it, and the gun that still works. Sold, that he sold you? No, no, no. But okay. the, the gun still works. <laughs> yes, yeah, actually. But it has a bent barrel. You <laughs> oh didn't no, sell me this one. His is still accurate. Yeah, I know that. I'm yeah. saying so. It still works. It's just <laughs> no. The only thing that happened, he had a, a Leupold scope on it, and it knocked it off zero, and that's it. He took it to the range, he put it back on zero, and it still shoots. So I did roll a four-wheeler with my Tika <laughs> yeah. with, with a loop hold on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't just roll that wheeler. Oh, I flipped it, it in a riverbed. It, it, was, it was like a body slam. I got thrown 
off the wheeler. Okay. The, the wheeler not, went airborne and sideways and then boom, came oh. down on top of the gun boot. Oh, I, I, I never Who? touched that zero for like two or three years. Even after that, I never had to change it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> nice. I had a, I had a Blaza, um, six, five Creedmoor mm. and, uh, I was shooting it. I had uh, home loads for it. They were, it was very, very accurate. And I went to Africa with it. And that gun. That's a good buffalo, oh, that, that's a good buffalo round. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, barrel was never shot again after I got back from Africa. I Same thing, Dalton. It was really? a men, mental block with it. I, I, I shot at a springbok. Um, I was trying to get camp meat. Mm-hmm. The, the pH said, go get some camp meat. And um, basically, uh, I shot, it was a headshot, and I hit his bottom jaw. Ah. And that thing ran and ran yeah. and ran. And it, it messes with you when you wound an animal. Yeah, it yeah. does. And, yeah. Um, and anyone that's hunted for a long time has wounded animals, mm-hmm. uh, especially yeah. when you shoot a lot. If it hasn't happened to you, it's just it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Or you're um, a liar. Yeah. <laughs> or you're yeah. a liar. <laughs> and um, yeah, that that thing, I, it, we, I ended up getting the getting the spring book. I shot it uh, in the engine room and we took it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I went out the next day and I was shooting at rocks with it and it was still accurate and I was but just, I yeah, just that was just, it that, yeah, that, that barrel was I never never used it again it. Yeah. yeah it's for sale now <laughs> it's, had about, it's had about 80 rounds through it <laughs> um, right and yeah. that was which gun that was a Blazer R8 um, yeah. 6.5 Creedmoor barrel oh that, that's right that's right yeah, yeah. You're telling I've been about thinking about getting one of those well, think, yeah yeah I've got um, I sold the 300 win mag mm-hmm. I've just sold one of the stocks so I've got one stock coming here. Uh, yeah, I've got a, a carbon with leather inlays okay. on it coming, and I've got a wooden stock which I have for the three seven five. Do you have the, the thumb hole version? Yeah, or, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. The 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 wooden one is not thumb hole. Okay, um, yeah, because that's my. I use it on the three seven five H and H, and that's a stainless blazer barrel on that okay, one. Okay, yeah. So wow. that's going to be generally my my bear gun. There think, you go. From now yeah. on. Um, that'd, be a, then, that'd be a fast cycle. That might work. Oh, it's fast. Yeah, it, it, it'll be all right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not, not quite a 6.5 Creed. Yeah, right. it's, you know. <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to take the 416 to the best stand when it oh, comes. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. That big boy yeah. walks in? Yeah. Oh, man. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, fun, but man. yeah, there's definitely, uh, you know, um, I know like archers talk about target panic, but but you, you can get it with rifle shooting. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah. It does happen. And I'm, I'm susceptible to it. I know I am. Mm-hmm. I really have to be confident with my tool. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Do they sell blazers outside of the UK? Yeah, you can get oh, them yeah. in, in America. I've never yeah. seen them anywhere yeah. else yeah. other than They're online. They're very expensive here. Yeah. And they are, they are <laughs> anywhere. They're an expensive <laughs> rifle, but. Yeah. Um, Eight yeah. grand. Is that what they are? Yeah. yeah. I think mine, I, I've built them up over the years different right. stocks added it on from base models and yeah. played around with them and um yeah i, yeah. I ended up with five in the I end i had the, five blasts <laughs> i think you can get into an r8 for like three and a half to yeah. four thousand sounds about i want right. to say yeah. but the, a lot of the ones i was looking at were pushing especially if you find them on like uh <clears throat> Was that gunbroker.com or yeah. um gunbroker is my best friend. Yeah, I love gunbroker. Um <laughs> gunbroker is what keeps me up at night. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's your mindless scrolling, is it's last not Instagram night, reels. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> last night actually. But yeah, somebody was selling one of the product. Like, yeah, it was like eighty five hundred yeah, bucks yeah, or something like yeah. that. It was crazy. I just but. sold a stock uh, um 
for like two grand. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Just the stock. Just the stock. Yeah. Well, no metal work. <laughs> One thing I, I like about those, they're fully adjustable too, right? Like cheek riser and LOP mm-hmm. and all that. A yeah. lot of them are, yeah. It, yeah. The, the base model isn't. And then there's a guy in the UK that actually will take a, uh, a, the base model blazer yeah. R8 stock and he'll put a cheek riser in it for you, build mm. it in. But the, the yeah, man, that yeah. has has a cheek riser on it. Um, well, they're awesome rifles. Yeah. They really are. Yeah, I'd be been... interested to get it down in low temperatures here because oh, it's a plastic right. um, plastic mm. magazine and trigger yeah. Yeah. housing. So I'd see it, see how that reacts. Yeah. Um, it'll, it should do okay. I think it'll be fine. But I've shot Tikas that have the yeah. the polymer. Um, yeah. I think bottom, it'll be fine. Metal technically, it's not metal, but you know yeah. that setup yeah. and then the plastic mags and the, yeah. My Tika 7 mag worked fine, no yeah. matter what temperature it was. So. I've never had a problem with those on the Tikas, but now I have replaced the bottom metal with, That's that, right. you, with that Mountain Tactical aluminum bottom metal replacement. Did you do aluminum? I thought you did titanium. Or though the mags are titanium, maybe. No, I don't know. No, it, it's it's aluminum bottom metal, aluminum magazine replacement, but I put a titanium bolt handle That's on it. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. from a company in New Zealand, I think. <clears throat> I'm yeah. looking for a Tika at the moment. I'm looking for a left-handed 30 or 6. Ah. So this can be like a new segment of the show, like buy, sell, trade. Yeah. <laughs> so right. you're looking to sell a, a Blazer 6.5 Creedmoor, but you want a left-handed Tika 30-06. So Ooh, yeah. There's your, uh, yep. there it is, folks. Yep. E- yep. Email into the yep. burnhunter.com. <laughs> right into the show. We'll get a hold of them for you. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to uh, gonna get my son. My now, now we got to get an uh, FFL. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. That could be to our advantage. I, I've thought about it. Dude. I've thought about yeah. it. No, Turn my son is uh, he's right-handed, but he he's got a, a, a problem with his right eye, so he oh, shoots gotcha. over the barrel, mm. over the stock. Sorry, with his gotcha. left eye. So um, I was chatting to him the other day, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to get him a rifle for his his 19th birthday. Has he shot keep... a left-handed rifle? No, we're okay. gonna we're gonna train it. Yeah, basically get one, say. and that's what he's gonna shoot from now mm-hmm. on. Um, get so... him like a left-handed bolt action twenty-two. Yeah, just just to, just to, re- just re- to re- shoot repetition. the process yep. and get used yep. to the muscle of it. We've got him shooting say... shotgun left-handed. That's so, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. say it's the so... muscle memory. That's the biggest, yeah. the hardest part. Yeah, switching. Yeah. There, there's some. What was that one rifle that did the offset stock? It had the, oh, the stock oh. was set, it offset so that mm. you could use your left eye while shouldering yeah, right. Yeah. I've seen a lot of shotguns in the UK like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My, my buddy bought I one. I can't remember the name of it, actually. but I'm going to look it up and see if I can find it. Yeah, it was a, mm. it was a funky looking stock, but I mean, functional for somebody yeah. like that. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, well, let's take a, a really quick break. Um, and then I want to, we'll talk about why you were in a hurry to get that new rifle. Okay. All right, folks. We all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year, I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and actions securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric, and gut health supplements. They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, go to StealthyHunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA.
All right, so let's talk a little bit about why you were in such a rush to get that new rifle after the yeah. uh, the incident we just talked about. Because <laughs> uh, so, you had a pretty pretty cool hunt lined up. Yeah. Um, basically, I was going to Kyrgyzstan. Mm. Mm. Um, so a couple of friends expressed an interest in going, and I knew an outfitter out there, so I facilitated that, and we... The three of us went out there. It was meant to be five of us, but a couple of guys dropped out last oh, minute. Yeah. So um, so we went over there hunting mid-Asian Ibex, Agali, Marco Polo. Okay. Uh, wow. And uh, Siberian Rodeo. That's well. a pretty good lineup right there. Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> no yeah. snow leopards or tigers, though? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. um, no, they're, they they're, def about. they're definitely there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they're definitely there. I didn't see any. Um, but I saw some uh, snow leopard kills. Oh, did you? Yeah, a yeah. lot of ibex, all in the same spot. I think mm, those are one know. of my favorite animals, awesome those snow things, leopards. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. crazy. You ever see them just like run down a cliff face mm -hmm. chasing deer? It's so neat. What's yeah. funny, so they've got a couple of those at the Anchorage Zoo. Snow um, leopards? Yeah. And no they're kidding. not that big. <laughs> no, they're not. Like yeah. you would yeah, think, like, that big. like they're they're smaller yeah. than yeah. you know, like uh, cougars or anything like that. Like I was pretty oh, surprised. Yeah. I thought they were at least. I've only ever seen them on video. Yeah, I you mean, know, so there was no like normal leopards aren't that big either. That's true. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't but, see a whole lot of those in Alaska. No, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Yeah. All this global so, warming, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice if we got some mountain lions coming over. Right. Oh, it's happening wouldn't it yeah. be nice yeah, it's yeah, happening there's, there's a, been a huntable population would be cool yeah mm -hmm. yeah it would yeah have one walk into your bear bait <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch the treetops while you're bear baiting I yeah. know right yeah, <laughs> yeah it doesn't go to the barrel it goes to the tree you're in <laughs> yeah. always look up on your stand tree alright we are clear from leopards today <laughs> anyway so Kyrgyzstan sorry to, sorry to derail you there no so yeah we we flew um I I flew from Alaska to, as you know, Seattle generally to get out of Fairbanks. That's how I say it. Too. And then, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> not, it look, you know, Seattle looks amazing from the air. Yeah. <laughs> you know the funny thing is, so I've never stepped off outside the airplane in Seattle no, until this I, last time. Yeah. I was coming back from it's my Thanksgiving travel and we we went down to the pier and down to the aquarium. And the aquarium's pretty yeah. awesome there. Yeah. It's, yeah I I'd say it's comparable to the the Seward Sea Life Center mm. that they have here. Um, they got all kinds of animals mm. and whatnot, but Yeah. I went um, we when I when I brought my <sighs> that place is huge. Yeah. I brought my dog back from England when I first moved here. So we mm. we had to stay in like flying to Seattle. He was coming to Seattle. Mm-hmm. There was a big mess about. So we ended up um, staying and we booked an Airbnb on a place called Vashon Island. Hmm. And uh, that was nice. Yeah. Very liberal. Very yeah. hippie. <laughs> but, um, no, I didn't really there. I didn't really fit in. But there was, you there was black on bear your red coat. and there was deer on the island. Oh, okay. So it was pretty oh, cool. Wow. Yeah, nice. we, we yeah. were like watching sea otters in the water and stuff. Was it a black-tailed mm -hmm. deer? I think there were mule deer. Yeah, there's mule deer. I think, I think they have deer. all. There was I think small. they have black tail, white tail, and mule deer there. I'm I've pretty got sure. A feeling there was small mule, mule deer because right across, right across from where Seattle's at is the Olympic Peninsula. Yeah, yeah. and so I think they have all those deer up there. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Huh. I've heard rumors. Yeah. Oh, okay. I need to go spend some time out there. That sounds like a cool place to go. Yeah. Not to put it on blast or anything. Yeah. Sounds thick. 
<laughs> but no, so we, so yeah, I flew flew to Seattle and then I went over to Florida, and one of the guys we were going with uh, from Florida. So we, the other guy, Missouri, he flew in. But we had a day or two in mm. Florida, and then we flew Miami to Istanbul, and then Istanbul. Direct? Yep. Whoa. That sounds nice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Whoa. Um, you didn't have to stop in the Netherlands or something no, stupid? direct Miami to Istanbul, Turkish Airlines. Hmm. And then we uh, we flew Istanbul to Bishkek. Yeah. Okay. And then drove from it's there. A long time in the airport. Long time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Bishkek is the capital of that's Kyrgyzstan? That's the capital of Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Nice city, actually. Really yeah. nice place, yeah. yeah. I've um, seen some photos of it. It looks like a nice it's cool. place. cool. Lots of history there, you know, the Silk Road and all that sort of stuff. Mm, yeah. Um, that's neat. Yeah, it, it's a cool place. It's just got to, you know, you got to keep your wits about you when oh, you go, yeah. Yeah. you know, to got to have your radar east. up. Yeah, yeah right, you right, know, yeah. You, it, it felt like everybody was out just to get money from it. Yeah. So yeah, we, we we got there and then you sort of look on the map and I've got a friend who'd been to this same hunting outfit in the camp and he'd put a pin on mm. where the camp was. So I put a pin on a, a you know, how long's this drive from it? And it's like Eight hours, great. Eight hours, we can deal with that. Mm -hmm. It was like 15. Really? <laughs> we got there. Uh, like these guys were just stopping at anywhere that sold any food. Stop food. Yeah. So, and I was like, I can't eat anymore. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. um, and then it was like, stop vodka. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, um, Did they speak much English or no. just broken? Very broken English. Yeah. Um, the main outfit could speak English. Okay. You know, you know, the way you could have a conversation. But he wasn't there to pick you up and drive you out there. No, he, <laughs> he came out there to uh, the nearest town, which was Naren, it's called. Okay. Mm. And then from there, we, we he had some drivers that took us, and they, it was sign language from then on. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so then we, we got out there. And we was like, well, we're just going to drink the bourbon that we brought. So we were just right. we were drinking. We got to camp. It was 2 a.m. Excuse me. And um, yeah, we just sort of acclimatized a little bit. We were about nine and a half thousand feet okay, at camp. Yeah. yeah. So we just acclimatized a little and uh, shot our guns the next day. Mm -hmm. And everything, yeah, was, very, everything was good. That's a big difference in elevation from here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big elevation difference. Um, you know, so luckily with that Huskamore, um i had a ten thousand turret on it okay as yeah. well and yeah. and I'd, i did actually uh swap my leica binos for the new revic oh yeah binos. yeah yeah um, oh yeah those. so <laughs> <laughs> and those things i uh I, i'm really happy with them yeah those revics are really cool yeah um, they look yeah. really nice yeah they're, they're yeah. lighter than the than the leicas and smaller um, the range trend is really good. Yeah. And um uh I had my ballistics in there. Okay. Yeah. So and it it, it adjusted for everything. Nice. Basically. So nice. It, yeah. They're really kind of kept up with elevation. Kept up with elevation, temperature. Yeah. That's all great. About pressure. what elevation were you actually hunting at? I shot my Ibex at twelve thousand seven hundred feet. <sighs> Yeah, wow. that's up there. And I, I went above. <laughs> I was higher than that, and I came down and was still above them. Mm. And I shot down at at least a forty five degree. 
Mm. Okay. Shut down. Yeah. It's deep country. Huh? Yeah. So I having know. all that internal ballistics data in the rangefinder really helped really a lot helped, with yeah. the angle and the elevation. Yeah, I, I I ranged the ibex which, which I wanted to shoot, and I forget what it, it was two hundred and something. Mm-hmm. And then so the, the the actual range comes up, and then it says you shoot two range, and my shoot two range was two twenty. Oh, okay. I yeah. remember that. I didn't remember the the original. I shot and bowled it over right. with that seven PRC. Nice. Um, and uh yeah i went let it you know i saw it legs up in the air it's dead uh-huh. you know? and, uh, <laughs> gave it a few few more minutes when the guide had a cigarette and you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, we walked down there and uh I'm like, I could see the blood. I knew where it was and it, it wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, where is this thing? I look look to my right and it's on the rocks. 30 yards away, stood looking at me. No, and okay. I, I was like, standing up. I, I've killed a lot of animals and I was like, this thing's dead, you know? Yeah. And it, it wasn't. It, they're, they're really, really tough. Huh. Tough goats, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I shot again, killed it. Mm-hmm. And then we, we got, I, I basically packed it off the mountain. Yeah. down down to the river and then we we waited and for horses the, to come and take us across the river they're what about caribou sized mm, a little smaller yeah, than that yeah somewhere in there about caribou size yeah. they're, they're pretty big yeah they're bigger wow. than i thought right yeah yeah, wow. yeah. yeah they're like a like a female caribou okay a good yeah. a good yeah. cow yeah you know, that sort of size wow with like swords yeah, on their head yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the one that's you big. got man that's that was really a very nice looking yeah very well, nice looking the one i shot i could have shot a lot bigger in inches mm-hmm. but I, I as i've got older i'm more like i like to shoot old animals now oh you know, yeah. if i can if i've got a choice and i can shoot something that's like broomed off and looks a bit worn and yeah. he's got a few scars on his Battle face uh, yeah. i'll shoot that one right you know right. and uh there was a couple in the group that were absolute giants compared to the one i shot and, mm-hmm. and easier shots to be honest but I picked him out and I was, there was a reason behind it. Like I knew where my other buddies were hunting and I knew right. which way these things were going to run. And I know they're like the inches. So right. <laughs> yeah. right. they ran that way. Nice. Uh, nice. I heard a couple of shots S- and set them up for success. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I shot the one that I wanted to shoot there and I'm go. really happy. The, the guy's reckon he's 15 years old. Wow. Wow. So he's probably on his last winter. Yeah, no kidding. Um, he survived all the leopards, all the yeah. hunters, all the yeah. everything. Man. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, double, double broomed. Yeah. Double yeah. broomed. He was, uh, he was about a meter. You okay. Know, so what? Okay. 30, 39 inches long, yeah. something like that. That's a great one. Um, That's with with the broom. With the broom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It'd have been He's probably another six inches on on that without the broom. Wow. Um, but so it yeah. Shows, no. I, Go sorry to interrupt you there. I, I just just for comparison, I just kind of look this up here. It says the largest ibex for for mid Asian ibex weighs upwards of two hundred eighty five to three hundred pounds. Mm. That's a big animal. It's a, a big animal. Big, yeah, big animal. Big and and for yeah, folks yeah. that don't know, ibex are a part of the capra family. Yes, so that, that, they, they are a goat species. Yeah, that they're right. not a sheep. They're a yeah, goat. Yeah. And it's interesting that they live in the same type of country um, as the Marco Polos do. Well, it's slightly different. But it's very comparable to like doll sheep in Alaska and mountain yep, goat in Alaska. It is. People right. think of them as being in the same place, but in reality... If you watch a lot of these videos of like Ibex and uh, and Marco Polo combo hunts, which you mm-hmm. see a lot of, yep. um, because it, basically if you if you pay all the money to go shoot Marco Polo, 
an ibex is, gonna is, is, an IBEX is a pretty yeah. cheap addition yeah, because is, you're yeah. already there yeah why yeah, not absolutely. just shoot one yeah after all um, the travel costs and everything yeah right yeah. right so um but but it's, it's it's interesting to see that um guys will go shoot a marco polo and that's in relatively steep very Still high steep, country yeah. but then you look at the ibex and they're in the cliffs yeah. which is exactly yeah. what we see up here like with doll sheep and mountain goats is yes Sheep live in steep country, and there's definitely a lot of dangerous terrain that they live in. Yeah. But compared to mountain goats, it's just a whole different story. It's, and it's just interesting how that translates over there, too. The way I saw it was the ibex, they like the craggy stuff, yeah. like the goats do. They yeah. want to be in all those little yeah. crags and everything That's right in the tops terrain. of, the, of yeah. the mountains. Whereas the sheep, the elevation can be about the same, because I know my guys... They shot the sheep at 12,000, 11, yeah. 11 and a half thousand, oh, wow. something like that. Anyway, I know they were way up there. Yeah. So there wasn't much difference in elevation, but um, the, the sheep were generally on more rolling terrain. Yeah. Like yeah. like here in Alaska, you'll see right. them on those those grass areas at the right. side of the of the shell, you know. Yeah. Um, well, and that was one thing that was interesting. You were in reaching me while you were over there. Yeah. And you were saying it's basically the same as you go know. down yeah right yeah, yeah. yeah i'm still right you should see my face when you said that one. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah no you were saying it, it's pretty comparable like if yeah. you hunted in the you know the, the yeah, alaskan I, everyone says mountains it's and whatnot it's like the toughest hunt you'll ever do and it's certainly tough yeah um it was the same as being in the Alaska range. To me, the difference was the altitude, which really took yeah, your breath. That's, you know? That was my question, was how did that affect you? Like, like oh, For me, performance-wise. 15 or 20 steps off the horse and you are <gasps> trying to get a breath. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, um, that's tw almost, let's see, if you're at 12,000, mm -hmm. you're at camp there at 9,000. That's 9, three that's times what you're going to be at in sheep country in Alaska. Right, yeah, yeah. And if you're at, if you're used to Fairbanks, I mean, we're only what 440 feet, 450, yeah. something 450 like that. somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Like yeah. that's huge. Yeah, it's yeah. just sort of when we got to camp, we got out of the truck, and there was a, a creek, a stream down at the bottom, and I was like, I'll go go down there, and just I just wanted to wash my face off and stuff. Right. I was puffing by the time I walked down there, and it was only 50 yards. <laughs> oh wow! You know? And then my buddy took one of those big teepees that you've got with uh -huh. a stove and everything. He yeah. was packing all that, and I was like. It's too much stuff, but he took it. Um, and uh, I went to get some wood for him, and he, I was just going down, grabbing some wood, coming back up, go down, get another load. Mm -hmm. He did it once, and he was like, dude, you're like a you, – I can't remember what his words were. <laughs> so, something like, you know, you're a legend going down there and getting all that stuff. I was like, well, you know, I've got to keep you warm. <laughs> but – yeah, it was it was tough just walking around at yeah. like eight and a half, nine thousand feet was it's, it's, yeah. Unless mm -hmm. you unless you're really, really fit, you, you can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. And Interesting. It, yeah. But we got right up there and it was it was sketchy for a bit. I went up there's we'd seen some Ibex the first day and I think it was the same group. And uh it was like a one, two, three shoot, which I hit. I hated everything about it, but yeah. let's yeah. do it. All right. Um, and, and we all missed. You know, it was like six, I think it was like 680 or something. We're shooting right. across a canyon. It was all rushed. It was not, it, it was doomed for failure straight right. away. Um, but one of the guys took me aside. He was like, 
good legs, good legs, me and you, there. Like that, and pointed, <laughs> pointed to like this highest peak. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and he says, tomorrow we go there. And, uh, and he's grabbing my thigh. Good leg, good leg. <laughs> so yeah, we. <laughs> it's the nicest thing ever to me. Yeah, I was like, is he coming on to me? Just so happens he got in my tent that night. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> See, I'm 15 hours out into the backcountry. <laughs> this is a bad situation. He doesn't speak hardly any English, but he knows good legs. Yeah. Good legs. So, yeah. What are you trying to say yeah. here, buddy? <laughs> but yeah, so so we basically split into two groups after that. Yeah. I went with with um, a guy. It was a, a father and son. The son could speak pretty good english okay mm. he was like 21 um so we we went off on horses and went right around this mountain range in a riverbed and then started ascending up from there um we got to about eleven thousand, and we were seeing ibex but nothing suitable they were all young okay and uh we we stayed on that mountain that night mm. and um i said are we staying here he's like yeah here here Tea, tea. So they all drink tea. Every, every. If they have a chance to drink tea, they'll drink it. Yeah. So I started putting my tent up, and I, it was like seven thirty, eight p.m. I was like, I'm just gonna go to sleep. You know, it's getting dark. Yeah. So I was like, hey, good, good night. Got in my tent. There's a sleeping bag zipped up, and then I'm like, the zips undoes on the tent, and I'm like. Hi, you know what's going on? And he's like, uh, "What's up, good we, legs?" We come. Yeah. He's like, "We come sleep now too." And I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "I said, get in your tent." And he's like, "No, we we haven't brought a tent." Oh, like, I was like, "What?" And I'm quite personal. I like my own space, you know. I'll, right, take, I'll take right. a two man tent, and that's my mm. thing. All my gear goes in. I'm quite comfortable. And um, so yeah, I slept with two guides in a two. There was three of us in a two man tent. That night. <laughs> And I'm, I'm glad I shot my Ibex the next day because I didn't want to do it again for a second night. <laughs> yeah, I was Three the, guys in a two-man yeah, tent. Well, I had my, my pack pack with my gear in it, and then I had like a horse pack. Mm-hmm. And they emptied my horse pack out and threw my bag to the side and threw it in one of the trucks before. And they put everything in saddlebags. <laughs> and um, I was putting stuff to the side, like put this in, put this in, yeah. put this in. They never – I gave them my um, – my thermorest and they never uh, put it in so oh i get man. in i'm like where's my thermorest and uh these are horse blankets so i'm sleeping on these stinking blankets <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had like a hilleberg nalo uh oh, it was okay. a hilleberg nalo gt so um mm. And uh, that thing stunk. Yeah. I, 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 I gave it to the guide. I was like, so, that tent's not coming back with me. Um, so yeah, he's he's got a, a six eight hundred dollar tent or whatever it is now. Um, but I, I sharpened my name inside and I put Ibex Hunt twenty twenty three. There you so, go. There <laughs> someone you go. will have that somewhere now. It's probably on a marketplace somewhere. Okay. <laughs> right. um, probably sold it for three thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, the next day we got up. Headed up the mountain, um, got to about 12,000, and where we thought we would see Ibex, we came over a ridge line and we thought they'd be below in the sun, and they weren't there. Mm. So he was like, you could see how the guide was deflated. He, he was like counting on this. Mm. And um, so, me and the young guy, we hung around for about 30 minutes, and the old guy climbed higher and he went, he went around. It took him about an hour, and he found Ibex, came back, got us, and we, we went up. And it was, 
he basically warned me. He was like, this is, it's sketchy. Mm. So I was like, okay. And I took, so we took pictures. The, those two guides had never been up there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was like, we got up there and he was laughing and he was tapping me on the back and he says, English, American, good hunters, France, Spain, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, the, it basically the, the gist I got was he said, the English guys and the American guys will go places, the European guys, the Spanish and the French and all this, mm. they won't go up there, they'll just say no. Huh. I mean, we were climbing and like on sheer cliffs and like, Mm. No, one foot after the other. Hold on, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a lot of snow. I, I slipped at one point. I had trekking pole, and I slipped, and my my shoulder um, popped out. Oh, so no still, good. Yeah, I've, I've torn my rotator cuff, so I'm still uh, struggling with that right now. I actually got some peptides, and I've been injecting peptides into mm. it to try and mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know repair it a little bit. I mm. don't want to do any surgeries or anything, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, we got up there and uh, we, the Ibex were up there. We, wow. saw, we came in above them mm. and like I say, I shot down and, and got the one I wanted. And then uh, the older guy disappeared, got the horses and he came around. It took him, it was all day, you know. Right, right. Um, and we went down the other side of the mountain, met him down at the river. Yeah. It, it was dark by the time we were down there. Mm-hmm. I probably shot him at like 9am or something. Oh, you know? yeah. Wow. So it was yeah. a long, it was a long pack. Long out, right? yeah, we, yeah. We, 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 were, we got him in in my pack and um we took some meat left some meat up there and uh took the cape and, and the head and horns and everything yeah. and, um we we basically just piggybacked it between me and the young guy all the way down the mountain yeah, yeah. it was tough it was oh, tough. Yeah, I bet. got down there i got a picture of me laid on the pack with the horns are like holding my back up <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there's a fire we got it was getting cold i was like let's light a fire mm-hmm. let a fire on the side of the the river there and we just waited for horses because it was it's too fast and deep to walk across right mm-hmm. right so we waited for the horses to come and they took us over to the camp and then nice we chilled out for a few days there and then, yeah um so over that day day three you got your ibex then? yeah it's about yeah. day three okay. yeah. yeah yeah day three or four i got mine the other guys shot the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them got what looks to be number one on SCI's really? list. Yeah, wow. I, I gave it a, a, a quick measure, and because you, you you measure for them, don't yeah, you? I, yeah, I've got a, I've done the measuring. Yeah, course. I'm yeah. not like a master measurer, but I've got, right, I've yeah. got the pack and everything, and I've got the caliper. I've got all the yeah, stuff yeah. from them. I can do it. Yeah, done the done the test. Um, but he shot his ibex and it, it it walked and sat on the edge of a cliff the mm. guide took his rifle because it was still alive his head up and shot again and it rolled and fell off the cliff oh. mm. and he was like my guy was like leave it alone it's gonna die there it's, mm-hmm. it's hit good it's, it'll die you know and it fell and rolled off this cliff um they had to repel to go pick it up because he wanted he knew it was a big one yeah he's like we're gonna go get this and they got it, but it was broken. Oh, the cape was man. pretty beat up. Oh, um, mm. But I measured, we held, one horn was still together, barring probably six inches. And as a guess, it could have been more um, off one. That got tip. knocked off yeah, during the fall? The other horn was snapped in half with about six inches off the end because I've got a picture of the same Ibex I'd seen it the day before. And I was, this is, he, mm-hmm. it's really distinctive. It flares right out. Mm. And I've got a, a, an actual video and you can see the curl on the horn. Wow. Um, so 
uh, I measured it and it was still five inches bigger than number one on SCI with it without its tips. No, so, let me let me ask you this: <clears throat> how how do they how does the rule book look at that? If I'm it's not all too sure. Up, we 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 haven't done anything yet. Yeah. Um, you know, it's back down there in Florida and. It's with a taxidermist now. Yeah. He's going to see what he can do. Because I know some, like for Boone and Crockett and whatnot, if you have to cut your your moose horns or yeah. you know, cut the skull to get yeah. it to fit in. Antlers. Yeah. Antlers. Mm-hmm. Antlers. Antlers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, then then they'll, they won't yeah. count it as a good measure. But it, that, that's more I mean, of a width measurement, not necessarily a length. Yeah, I mean, so. it's it's one of those things. It, it's good. It, it, whatever happens, it's it's a big right. IBEX and he's got it oh, yeah. in his house. Yeah. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's not too fussed about putting it in a book and all okay, that. Yeah. It's just nice. We were like, "This is big. We need to like Google how big it actually is, right? Right? And see, yeah. see what the the deal is." And then while wow. we did that, we measured the other one, what the other guy shot, and that was like, like full curl. <laughs> you know, like, it was like <laughs> oh, wow. it came oh, wow. right around, and um, huh. its tips were like facing back up again, mm, and uh, wow. that looked when when I looked at the you know the numbers on the on the list, it looked to be about number fifteen. Wow. around that sort of mm. sort of size so whether he puts it in or not i don't know he might because he's got a few animals that are in the book already mm-hmm. um so he might put that in so that was that was good nice. <laughs> yeah <laughs> sounds and, uh, like it and then from there we uh those two guys went off to do their sheep and i had a, a siberian rodeo mm-hmm. um so I, I, they came and ferried me to a different area, which was a lot more wooded and, and like spruce mm. trees and stuff like that. Okay. Um, still at eight, 9,000 feet, right. but in a different area, okay. uh, right on the Kazakhstan border. Mm. Um, so I went up there and, and uh, I actually missed my first rodeo, uh, like 380 or something like that. I shot over its back. Mm. And... Um, I forget what it had. The only thing I could put it down to, because I was pretty stable, was that I put so many rounds through my rifle leading up to this that my speed had had sped up on my mm. barrel. But possible, we did yeah. a thing, and it actually hadn't, because <laughs> yeah. we went yeah. and shot some stuff at the range, and and it hadn't. So I just I just missed. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, we 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 carried on, just yeah. chopped it down. That's it is what it is. Um, and then I um we got up on this sort of rocky outcrop and we sat down it was like 2 p.m the sun was on us we both sort of fell asleep mm-hmm. and the, the, obviously the deer sat down as well then and uh i woke up an hour later and i'm looking and i, and I was like see see a rodeo laid down chewing i'm like uh, and i grab him i was like this is you know and he's like yeah you want to get that one? I was like, yeah. He said, let's go. I went, no, no, no. I said, you stay here. I'm going. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, we'll get the horses. I was like, we don't, just let me go. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And I just walked along the ridge line, dropped down like 100 yards or something. By that time, the deer had got up and started walking towards me. So I shot him at like 250. Nice. Dropped him and he rolled down the hill. We took the horses around, picked him up. Mm. headed back yeah <laughs> nice. so that, that was a pretty good. nice one too yeah, yeah. I, yeah they're a lot different to the to the english road here mm-hmm. um bigger bodied oh yeah um definitely bigger antlers as well yeah um yeah, yeah. but yeah it was it was nice to shoot one in a different country awesome yeah, huh? yeah. Um, that's pretty neat yeah it was cool <laughs> Very cool. so did, yeah. did everybody get their sheep too yeah they went off yeah. they had a tough time um still a little early for the sheep you know mm. they were up in the snow and stuff and 
they had a tough time, but they they got it they done. Got they nice. got it done. Yeah, they they both shot nice sheep. Nothing that's gonna make any books or anything like that. Yeah, but but one of them was no, nah, one of them yeah. was really old, broomed off. The other one had had nice tips on him, so they're, they're both really happy. Awesome, you know. Um, and I met them back in town about a week later. I just chilled out four or five days, and they came back in, mm-hmm. and then we uh, we got sorted out and headed to the airport. Wow, nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, cool. Yeah, that sounds like sounds like quite an adventure. It's good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's not for the faint of heart. You've got to have your head screwed on when you're going out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got to be in some kind of physical fitness. You don't don't take it for granted. Um, well, especially at those um, altitudes. Yeah, good. Nice. You just don't take too much stuff. You don't need that much gear. Right. Know, just just right. Yeah. Just whittle it right down. The one thing I will say is just take your own food. Oh, you know, yeah. or at least supplementary food mm-hmm. um, because otherwise you'll eat cheese and bread and dried fish pretty much, <laughs> pretty like, much. like tin sardines for yeah. three weeks you know yeah um, so I, I took uh peak refuel with me yeah i've been yeah, using so. those i used them last year and on the delta yeah. sheep yeah. hunt yeah i, I like the peak they're nice so. they taste good yeah yeah they have got a lot a lot of really good flavor variations yeah. too and yeah and i've noticed this the helping seem to be a little bit bigger yeah too, yeah you, so. you you stay full yeah and, you know you don't lose weight on those mm-hmm. you know I, that's what i found they're um, uh they're biscuits and gravy breakfast is one of my favorite that is my favorite i love meal. it so much yeah, yeah. yeah. they've got the venison casserole some venison yeah, yeah. yeah it's that venison chad mendez yeah. signature mm-hmm. one and i bought chicken like and the, dumplings too <clears throat> yeah the chicken and dumplings are really good from peak too i'll eat the chicken chickens and dumplings at home i've done that i bought like the base camp box set Things, oh yeah, like a yeah. Big, a big like bucket full of stuff and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I brought a lot back with me. I didn't didn't actually eat it all because um, I wasn't hunting that many days in <laughs> yeah. the end. You know, right? Yeah. Um, but no, it was it's it's good food. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guides over there mm. is that like a multi generational thing that they've done for a while, or is yeah, this a relatively... they're, they're basically like Kyrgyz horsemen, like okay. like Mongols, like Genghis Khan, and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. They're bit literally like what they can do on horses is unbelievable. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the 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 you know those guys are like a like a nomadic race. Okay. In that area, so, so they, they all live in town, but they they the the two older guys literally stay out there. For okay. Months at a time yeah. by the look of it. So for his, historically looking at at the at the industry of hunting that has evolved into what it is now over there, you know, because now Marco Polo and Ibex and hunts like that are um, probably as popular as, as they've ever been. Yeah, really. well, it's it's so, you're getting really good mountain hunting for not yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, when you think if you wanted to go and do a, a doll sheep in in Alaska, let's say. Uh, you're at 30 grand yeah. as a non-resident you know you, right. a stone sheep's going to be 70 and up yeah. now yeah. you know your you big horn sheep are all at 60 really plus much now? <clears throat> oh yeah yeah even yeah. A hundred, i've seen them at 100 yeah. Right. really yeah. yeah stone sheep base prices for a few outfitters that i know of are, are starting around 60 grand and a lot of them are more what? than that now yeah. yeah and that's not even to hold a candle to the bighorn sheep market down south. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, down in Montana and some of those places where you can get those bighorns, it's it's a rich man's game yeah. now. Yeah. Wow. But as, well, as you far, can go to Kyrgyzstan and do, it, do an Ibex of five and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, all in. So for 
I, I, I suppose my question is more of has has the hunting industry given them more things to do like, like that supplements so. their lifestyle? Yeah. Or, yeah. Ha, have they been doing that very long in the hunting world? They've been hunting for 20 years, 30 years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> now, whether they've been guiding, yeah. um, the, you know, like um, – foreign hunters yeah but i'm not too sure yeah. when it started in kyrgyzstan that, mm -hmm. i do know that the hunting in a lot of these places like uh tajikistan yeah kyrgyzstan and all that um like species like the snow leopard have started thriving because there's now more animals because they're being managed and they're not being poached mm. yeah um, so that so yeah. so that the, the man the management aspect has gone into it okay so the meat is still getting used mm -hmm. uh, generally um like we just couldn't get all the meat off the mountain. It's just not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, where, where you guys um, were. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, generally, you know, the the meat's managed. It goes to local people. They use it in, as camp meat. Okay. Yeah. You know, the hunter gets his his trophies, <clears throat> and um, yeah, basically from that, the you know the numbers are going up. Mm, yeah. And, right. And, good, and right. with that, good. the predators are going up as well. So they've got wolves there, you know. Right. And, yeah. and he said, if you see a wolf, you can shoot it. You oh, know, cool. Yeah, you shoot them for free. Um, mm. You know, there's 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 yaks there, wild yaks. Mm. So you can shoot those. Interesting. Um, yeah, uh, and there's different foxes and things like that. Okay, so, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's just interesting how that even though they've been living in that terrain and in that part of the world for so long, mm. that hunting is now just in this last generation really yeah. taken off. Yeah. And mm. so now mm. they've adapted to say, well, you know, foreigners want to come over here and shoot these animals, so yeah. we're going to be guides. And I, I, I would think at some point there's going to be more guides over there that speak English and have yeah. less of a communication barrier. There's some outfitters, you're going to pay a bit more money. Mm -hmm. So you might pay seven and a half, eight thousand for an Ibex. You might get, um, you know, a bit better camp. You, right, know, you might get right. an English speaking guy with you constantly, you know, um, that's like where we went. We, we went in pretty cheap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was, there were, it was, it was rough and ready. Yeah. You know, so I know some camps there have saunas and stuff like that. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Out in the back country. So. Well, I wonder how much of that would just be due to advertisement. You know, how many people knew that they could go over there and hunt, you know, well, for, right, for, right. To, to be able to yeah. sustainably build a guide industry. You yeah. Know, like yeah. Back in, you know, the 1900s, a lot of it was, you know, Africa was the yeah. big place to mm -hmm. go and, right, and you right. know, Alaska or wherever. But yeah. Um, so maybe it could have just been like a, a popularity yeah. thing where it's more well, recent now. Right, right. It, it, it's, it's interesting because earlier on, um, in, well, I suppose it probably all would have been in the two thousands when, when, uh, when Jim Shockey was going over there and doing mm -hmm. some of those hunts and he filmed a lot of, of, uh, exotic, you know, w whether it was in Asia or Europe and places where he just hunted in places that a lot of folks didn't even think to go hunting because yeah. there's not a, there's not a hunting culture there. Yeah. You know, there's a like, lot of, from you know, from that side of the world, there's a lot of species that are huntable. Yeah. A lot of mountain game. Yeah. You know, so it's very accessible. Some of them are really expensive. Some of them are really affordable. But yeah, those places, there's, there's a lot of, there's, I think Uzbekistan has just opened up this year or next year it's opening up. Mm. So there's there's some Ibex there and there's, some, there's different Ural sheep and things like that. Yeah, um, yeah I, know, I know the Marco 
they're really they're over a hundred thousand. Yeah, but I know that's been a quite a success story with with yeah. bringing hunting to those because they were pretty much on the verge of extinction, I believe. Oh, really? And then okay. they've come back again through sustainable managed hunting. Mm. Good. So good. It's good success stories. Is, you know? is that managed just by the local government over there? Yep. Or? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I've seen some of those. Um, oh man, uh, Argali. Yeah. Those look <clears throat> wild. They're huge. Some of <laughs> yeah. them. There's there's a lot of different subspecies. Um, the one we shot, I think, is the Humargali Marco Polo. Mm. And there's there's a lot of different ones. Um, but some are. I know in Tajikistan they're a bit bigger. Mm. Are you going to pay another five grand on top for those ones? <clears throat> but. Yeah, there's some in China which are huge, but there's no hunting in China right now. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, you know, we were sense. really close to the Chinese border. Um, you could see it from top to that's China, that's Tajikistan. Oh really? <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, I guess when you get that high up, yeah, you can probably see yeah, a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's back up a little bit. So, um, that was your your hunt over there. Yeah. Um, and and you said you you knew some knew the outfitter over there. Yeah. Ahead of time. Yep. So go into, you know, there was a lot of time between when you first started getting into road deer hunting and stuff and you moved to Alaska. <clears throat> yeah. And during that time, you've got a lot of stories of hunting a lot of different places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've been around a few few different places. I've 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 been in Africa quite a lot and um Australia and different places in Europe. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, I came over to America as well. I hunted hogs down in South Carolina. Okay, yeah. Um but yeah, I, I basically, I went hunting in Africa the first time and um, got talking to the, to the guide there who, who you'll meet soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, we realized we knew a lot of people in the industry mutually. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so we started sort of facilitating hunting for, for people. And I, I built a, a small business called Global Outdoors in the UK. Okay. And yeah. I, it, it was primarily aimed at, the working man and getting him to places what he'd read about yeah you know, like you might not be going to the okavango delta and hunting a buffalo but it, you know <laughs> I, I, at the time i could get i could do a cull hunt on the eastern cape of south africa in a non-hyphenist area which we still hunt today mm -hmm. and i think i was selling that for 1200 pounds so at the time it's like wow. 1500 dollars Wow. Back in 2016, 2017. Yeah. So a bricklayer, a carpenter, electrician. Right. It became right. accessible. Yeah. You know, so I was blue collar I, hunting. Yeah. yeah. So I was selling a lot of those. And then those guys would, would go back a year later and shoot a few trophies, or they might shoot one right, trophy yeah. on their cull hunt once I felt comfortable there. Um, started doing that. And then a friend from Yorkshire in England, he was traveling around New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. And uh he he was sheep shearing basically. <clears throat> and he got in onto a cattle station in the Northern Territory and he he's a hunter, um younger kid and uh basically he took over the guiding on that thing for the buffalo. Oh nice. <laughs> so long story short, so he called me he was like you need to come over here. Yeah. And uh so I was like okay when he went I've got a cancellation it's like 5 weeks. I was like uh right i'll call you back <laughs> <laughs> so i i called around like can i do this yet yeah, i can get away um and uh basically told brandon my son i was like i'm going to australia he was like Dad, i want to go mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I, like, I can't afford two flights to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I sold my quad bike. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I, sold, I had a four-wheeler quad bike in England, a Honda 500. Sold that, and that paid for his flight as well. And uh, yeah. took us both. He was 13. That's a good dad right there. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> he was 13 at the time. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, <clears throat> so his first four-legged animal was a water buffalo no kidding <laughs> shot it in the head with a 308 nice. <laughs> and they said it couldn't be done yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah we we went over there we had a great time we we went over there with like long trousers hunting boots and all mm-hmm. that after about three days we we're walking around in bare feet and rugby shorts you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Just with, 110 with, like, degrees four, yeah like four five eight over our shoulder just walking through the bush yeah. yeah um <laughs> it was great we we were we they really like uh showed us a lot of like the northern territory lifestyle at arnhem land stuff on the cattle station and yeah we yeah. we we went bushwhacking right out we were we were miles from anywhere you know mm-hmm. um out on the waterhouse river there and we're sat in the middle of the river and there's crocodiles around and <laughs> you know we we went um we ran dogs on pigs Oh, um, I know that was with, with, with daggers. So oh, really? basically, <laughs> no guns. Um, the dogs bear the pig and then run and jump on its back and kill it. <laughs> so that, that was that was my first. Um, Sign me yeah, up. Just go and wrestle some pigs. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great fun. They put we don't have any protection, but the dogs we had Kevlar on them. Oh yeah, yeah. But we that's, just that's good. you just had your rugby shorts. Yeah, just rugby yeah. shorts and a t-shirt. You know, bare feet. Just run, jump on. Brute force, nigg. Get, <laughs> get get one arm around its head and then yeah. Stick your knife in, you know, nice. and then hold on and hold on until it dies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was you good know, fun. what's funny. Is I got a buddy that was just asking me about that. He's like, you know what I'd really like to do? He's like, go back, go back. And he's he's a, a native guy from around here. He's like, I'd really love to to like go back to like traditional hunting like mm-hmm. stuff and like really like spears and he was wanting yep. to get into archery and like he's like really I've seen a couple videos of that. I don't know where I can do that though of, of killing, no. you know, hog hunting with a knife. <clears throat> I was like, as soon as Australia. you said that, I'm like, I gotta yeah. let this guy know. Australia, you can do it. Yeah, but, um, that's pretty. But cool. yeah, it was good. We were, we were hunting buffalo, water buffalo, yeah, um, scrub yeah. bulls. Uh, we were trapping um, wild dogs, dingo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, yeah, it's good fun out there. There's a lot of game out there. There's a lot of donkeys and camels. Really? And yeah. yeah. So a lot of wallabies and the big red kangaroos. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's a cool place. It's a very it, spiritual place. I'll say it looks really beautiful. And very, <clears throat> yeah. Like, you showed me a lot of the pictures from up there. and We found like a, a rock outcrop in the middle of nowhere and it was all just bush. And then all of a sudden there's these, these big rocks. Mm-hmm. So we walked up into it and um, it's really weird. And I'll always remember this, but that the butterflies just erupted mm. and it was huh. like have you ever seen those swarms of locusts when you see it on tv yeah. uh-huh. so it was like that but beautiful butterflies and we're walking through them everywhere they're on your hair and everything really huh. walk through this rocky outcrop and came to the top and you could see all the land around and there was all these aboriginal paintings and things, mm. oh, and all wow. these different things and there was even um there was a little sort of shelf in the rocks and there was a there was an old uh, coffee pot, some sugar, oh, and what? some tea bags there. <laughs> and I looked, and it was like nineteen thirty something. Really, it just, still no there. Kidding. Yeah, just just 
It's probably the last like, time anybody was yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. Wow. It's, it's, that place, you know, if you if you want to go hunt really out in the sticks and stuff, that's that's the place to go. Mm -hmm. You know, for you know, if you don't want to be in the mountains and stuff, that's yeah, that that's cool. Awesome. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you get a really good experience. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's cheap. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot cheaper than going and trying to do a, a cape buffalo in Africa. Let's right. Say. Yeah. Right. You could shoot two there for one. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, less less than one, in fact. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah it's, it's always been, I'd love to go out there at some point. And yeah. I'm sure I will at some point in my life. It's but, cool. Yeah. I've yeah. been to Australia <clears throat> once when I was a young teenager and just mm -hmm. bow hunted just for a couple of days, just yep. pigs and goats. And it was an absolute riot. Yeah. I've, mm -hmm. I've thought about it ever since then. I'd, I'd love to get back there and see more of that northern country. You know, I, I, yeah. I was inland of the East Coast. Yeah, um, several hours drive just out on a little ranch out there mm -hmm. that that had, uh, I think he was farming soy and then he also raised sheep. Uh, yeah, but he wanted all the feral goats gone, all the pigs, and mm. of course I didn't help much with that. But <laughs> <laughs> young teenager with a recurve. Um, yeah, but it, it it was great. Just well, like you said, you know that the, the diversity of wildlife there is yeah. really neat. They've got, I think. I might, I might be wrong with this, but I think everything you can hunt there is an invasive species. So, okay. And they've, they've got yeah. right. several different deer species. You know, yeah. there's fallow, axis. I don't know if there's reds. There's mm -hmm. hog deer. Yeah. Um, there's there's a, a few different deer species. There's goats, there's camels, there's even horses. Oh, wow. You know, oh. There's, there's a lot. Um, there's donkeys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know. I know one of the first videos I watched when – I was looking into getting the 375 Ruger. Yeah. Was, there's, yeah. A, there's a video on YouTube about <laughs> yeah, the 375 yeah. Ruger kill. And it's like, it's, it's a donkey. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've seen that video. <laughs> yeah. So like, believe it or not, they're really hard to kill. Oh, not yeah, to kill, but to, yeah. to, to hunt, to stalk really? them because they hang in such big groups. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. many eyes on you trying to get close. I, I tried to get one. Well, I did get one with a bow. And I was. I, it was like um, I'd seen a platoon or something. I was in the water, like up to my neck with the bulb of my head, like sneaking through this, this like stepping on bottom. the crocs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like sneaking through, trying to get in range of these donkeys. You know? nice. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, Got yeah. straight black ops. On them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the Mode neatest, on my face. <laughs> I think the neatest thing about it was those huge red kangaroos. The massive. They're I huge. Yeah. yeah, I saw some huge. of those. Yeah, there's not many up there where I was, but we saw a big group of them. Yeah. Yeah. They were all over the place. Yeah. You can hunt yeah. kangaroos over there, can't you? Or you is, can that, hunt, is that? You can hunt I, know, I know it's. I know it's getting real political over there with the the, yeah. the kangaroo hide. Yeah, you don't. You can't shoot have like the big reds. You can't shoot big nah. reds. Yeah, because I know that there was like a there was two different licenses you could get to hunt them at one point. There was like yeah. a, a culling license and then a, it's it's the gray. I think there's a license for the gray ones. The, okay. the small yeah, gotcha. wallaby type yeah. ones. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I know the farmer had the uh, some kind of a depredation permit. Yeah, he, he I, was, I think agriculturally they can get that. Yeah, yeah, but. and he was allowed to have one gun. I think it was a two twenty three. Yeah, and he yeah. had a he had a side view mirror mount for it. Yep. and and a spotlight. <laughs> and he'd go out at night on the soy fields because because they eat the crop. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so he'd go out there and thin them out. Yep. Yeah, and uh, he'd he'd head shoot all of them, and yep. so you'd walk yep. around during the day or, or around the perimeter of these soy fields looking for pigs in the morning and the evening. And uh, there's all these dead kangaroos out there with no heads on. Yeah, them. <laughs> just, the heads are just disintegrated, yeah. blown off. Yeah, and the pigs at night you could hear on the soy fields, you could hear the Munch. crunch, the <laughs> of the pigs with their heads up inside the kangaroos right, the, yep. where they've chewed right. a hole through them. 
and they're just crunching away and eating the kangaroos yeah, well, out there. Basically, so, what what happened when I was there, there was a there was a, a cow, a dead cow. And, yeah. Uh, there was we went out um, on a vehicle. I was up on the back of the vehicle with a two 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 three, and uh, we looked and the pigs are eating the cow. Yeah. I said, Sean, shoot, shoot. So I'm head shooting these pigs. I think I shot eight. And then I, 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 I shot one a bit far back and it made a noise. And then they all like started yeah. scattering. Oh, and there yeah. was little piglets on the inside of the cow running out of oh. its body. <laughs> um, like running off. And I was shooting them like Texas heart shot. <laughs> As it went down. Just respawned out yeah, of the cow. Yeah. <laughs> Just talking to my buddy down in Michigan about that. He said he, he found a, what looked to be one that got away from a hunter. Um, had had maybe been shot with a bow and and ran off and never got covered. Yeah, and he walked up on it and um, he was looking at it. Could tell it had been dead for a while. And, and he, this is a deer, a deer, yeah, yeah, a deer. And he kicks it, and it's, <laughs> he said a possum came running out the back end. <laughs> it just scared the living yeah. crap out of him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, that's funny. But, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. But so it was at the the only time you've been to, to australia then yeah just the one time yeah, yeah yeah um um i sent a couple of guys over there that they, they, they wanted to go hunt so i facilitated that yeah. for them they went over there had a good time well maybe yeah, maybe we'll have to make a return trip at some point yeah i'm i'm, I'm itching to go back to be yeah. honest it, it's such yeah. a nice place yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it really is and uh you kind of teased to it earlier but um i'm gonna be <clears throat> Going to Africa with you this, yep. this next year. Yeah, um, won't be long. Five weeks, is it? Five, six we- weeks. five, six weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. We'll be uh, heading over there. Yeah, boy. It's gonna be warm uh, <laughs> this time of year. It's gonna be warm, but we've got we've got a few things we can do. Well, you know, and, and the wife and I, we've been talking about that. We're like, we we got to start doing these kind of yeah. this, if we're gonna travel hunt, we need to do it in like January yeah. and go to like warm places. Just <laughs> thaw out a little bit midwinter. Yeah, like January, February. Like, yeah, January is so. not not the best not the best month in South Africa to go, mm-hmm. but it's the best, m- best month for us to go. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> because yeah. we're leaving Fairbanks in <laughs> literally the depth of winter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just made, he's, he's made sure that we're, we're good and yeah. we, we can go and the lodge is free and uh, yeah, we're gonna go and call yeah. a few animals and do yeah. a bit of fishing and sit by a fire. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited, man. Yeah, it's and yeah. you know, like you had said, I mean, it's blue collar priced. I mean, for the yeah. for what it is. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. I can do. I think that one. What was I charging? It was like thirty five per person. Yeah, yeah. that was Eight, for three trophy animals and three trophies, four calls on a day of deep sea fishing. Yeah, so, yeah, all yeah. your food, all your booze. Yeah, yep, <laughs> lodging everything. Yeah, yeah, everything's included. Yeah, so. just get your flight over. I'll probably run another one of those for for you know local guys in about another year maybe yeah. i might i might go like march 25 something like okay. that yeah. maybe do do one then um a couple of other people have asked have expressed interest i said well i've, I've got places this january um but it's it's coming up fast right you know? right so yeah it's, hard. it's you know if, so. if you can even book flights this you this can close, yeah the you? flights yeah. have actually gone down which is a oh have they? yeah <laughs> yeah you can get to london <laughs> A return trip from uh, from Anchorage to London right now is about six eighty. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So I yeah, just, I have to cancel my flights yeah. and buy new ones. Yeah, cancel yeah. and buy new. Ones. <laughs> See yeah. if I got the insurance. On yeah. Those. <laughs> um, so yeah, someone was asking last night about it. 
and uh, it's just a bit close for most people now to jump on. Right, and Most right. people say, we'll definitely go next time, so I'll probably mm-hmm. do an, run another trip in a year and a half, maybe something like that. Yeah. yeah. Get, well, that's why my wife and I decided to go with you is because, you know, you'd brought it up, and then we're, we're sitting there looking at the pros and cons and everything, and it's like, well, you know, we don't have kids right now. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to, you know, eventually have kids soon, so it's yep. like, you know, at that point, it might get a little harder to go do these yeah, right. kind of farther yeah. away trips. Right. So it's like, yeah, you know, is it yeah. the perfect time? Probably not. But like, is it the appropriate time? Yeah. Considering life responsibilities, it's like, yeah, yeah. So we're, yeah. I, I'm my, really excited. My wife's coming, you know, she, she's not going to be hunting, but yeah, she's she's coming to see the place and just sort of look at wildlife and have a nice time. You know? Oh, yeah. It um, looks gorgeous. It's beautiful. There. It's yeah. beautiful. You know, we'll yeah. see. <clears> How many times see. have you been down there now? I've lost count. Lost oh, count. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it basically became my second home that lodge yeah. where we're going yeah <laughs> i was there a lot <laughs> right yeah. yeah they sort of um i'm not a registered ph in south africa but they sort of let me guide a little bit now yeah because i know the area so well right you know, they right. let me pretty much you know the people you know yeah the i know what's you know going the, on the animals um, yeah so they they let me uh basically take people out and nice and do a little bit of stuff you know under their guidance still you mm-hmm. know, legally but yeah um i can i can help yeah help that's pretty awesome. it, it helps yeah. keep the cost down a little bit mm-hmm. you know we don't need another guide in in camp right right so, that's true right. yeah. yeah um but no it's good it's a nice place you're gonna see a lot of animals yeah a lot of animals. <laughs> <clears throat> what's the what's the like the primary i mean i'm sure they have like more species than you could probably rattle off but like comparatively to like other parts um, of africa like i mean is there in that in, in that area i think i've got to get this right um there's definitely over 60 species or something that you can hunt really i think in africa in general there's over 200 species that you can hunt no kidding 260 wow. species something like wow. that in, in the on the continent mm-hmm. um south africa i mean in our area it's known for good cape kudu Okay. You know, yeah. um, good okay. bush book. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm trying to get worked yeah, into mind. Yeah. I always try. Well, <laughs> I mean, I always say to people, a lot of people, oh, what, what can we do? And I, if they're doing a cull hunt, you know, that area is known for good bush book. Yeah. And they're not a really expensive animal, um, but, but but it's a good hunt for mm-hmm. bush book, you know? Yeah. Um, kind of hard hard to find make, yeah make they're, they're them, very yeah, elusive make you, make they, they pay for it they, 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 like the kudu the, the kudu's nickname there's the gray ghost you know yeah. it literally mm-hmm. just blend it just disappears you'll see it once you'll say there's a kudu and then it where's it gone mm. like it just yeah they just they just disappear into the bush yeah um but yeah i mean you, you're gonna see bigger kudu in north of south africa right you know, they right. get 60 inches hours you're looking for something 48 to 50 yeah ideally yeah. 47 is good okay you yeah. know but it's it's a good kudu mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah, um, they're just such cool looking animals too yeah, yeah yeah my goodness we've got good water book as well yeah, yeah. yeah one of the guys who's coming um with us he's he's said he, he's gonna take a water book nice yeah yeah um that's that's a cool thing i like about the african animals versus like what we have here is just well one most of them actually have horns not antlers right yeah yeah, yeah. they do have fallow deer there fallow deer yeah yeah. Mm. yeah that's the only antlered well, animal are they native um no they no, okay. they. no they'll have been introduced probably in the 
between 17 and 18. Right, right, okay. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I would think. Okay. That, I'm, I'm guessing, I don't yeah. know for certain, mm-hmm. but I'm, that's, that would be my feeling when, when the yeah. the Dutch and the English came, yeah. went down there. Kind of the colony brought, days. Yeah, and, and the yeah. colonies had probably brought them with them. Yeah. yeah. Like the shape of a lot of these animals' headgear over there is just so, yeah. it's so cool. Like yeah. the way, like, like the kudu, like yeah. why did you grow a corkscrew on the top of your head? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, like kind of trying to think of like the yeah. the the process of that you know or like yeah. the, the spring bucks yeah you know they kind of curled that back well, yeah it's also it's like, unique because nowhere else in the world do you have helical shaped antlers right mm. or, or, or or horns yeah horns yeah the yeah that that's yeah. true that's yeah. true yeah. It sort of yeah. has that it's, yeah. it's a very distinct shape the marco yeah mm-hmm. um but no i mean the, the good thing with south africa especially is you can set yourself little goals, you know, when you go like, I'll take a common springbok and then you, you say, we, we do like a springbok slam. So you mm-hmm. get like a white one, a black one, a common one. Oh, you there know? you go. And yeah. then you do like the spiral horn slam, like Nyala, Kudu. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to go out there. Um, like I'm, on this trip, I'm pretty lucky. When I was there a couple of times ago, one of my clients, instead of tipping, he, he bought me a red hearted beast. Mm. And I never, oh, no, I never getting... killed it, so I'm gonna. Uh, that's uh, what I'm gonna be hunting when nice. I go. Yeah, and that will complete my wildebeest slam. Mm-hmm. I've shot a black one and a blue one before. Nice. Um, so there's little things you can sort of like. Well, I'm gonna do that, and then I'm gonna do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've heard those wildebeest. I, I, I've heard them called the poor man's buffalo. Yeah. 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 Um, they're they're tough. The blue ones are. Real tough. I, yeah. I was I was pretty green when I went there the first time I took a wild the blue wildebeest, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I shot it with a three hundred wind mag, and uh, they, they've got a really thick hide and it closes up. Yeah, so you don't really get a good blood trail. Gotcha, and I shot yeah. it a bit back and it ran, and it took us all day. We found the same one again, and and I, I managed to kill it. But yeah, that was. Another one of those things where you, you you wound something and you're a bit upset, you know. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was. You should have had your thirty out six. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, the black wildebeest are fun. You know, mm. they, they they're like the clowns of the plane. Yeah. You know, they they jump around and they prance around everywhere, and you sort of like, which one is it? And you, you yeah. You know, they don't generally run off, but you're not going to get much closer than two hundred to mm. them. Yeah. Generally, you can get closer, but you know, generally you're about two hundred from them, and then. They, they know you're there and they just play around and then right. they'll settle and then you go right it's the one on the left and then they'll jump up again and start messing around with each other yeah. it's in the middle now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes time you know to, yeah. to sort it of sounds get... kind of like caribou hunting yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh they're on that hill ah, nope now they're on that hill yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they don't but... seem to care until you get into shooting distance right yeah yep. and they'll get up that hill and then just turn yep. around and go right back yeah, down yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I liked it better over on that hill yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's why I found the caribou up there on the 40 mile 200's about as close as you're gonna yeah. get realistically yeah. you know yeah. you could get closer but they, yeah, they're they, just trained they yeah know they just are. know what like, they, they, they see you and they know and then they run a little bit further and you yeah. walk a bit further and then they run again <laughs> right yeah. it's just that that 200 seems to be that <laughs> and barrier then you pull the trigger and you look behind you oh the truck is so far. <laughs> <laughs> i've never done that before oh no. my goodness oh. <laughs> dive off the side of a hill yeah, yeah. yeah. The side of the hill. <laughs> oh, they're just right down the hill you walk all the way down there and shoot one to look back up holy oh, yeah. Yeah. oh no <laughs> uh, I'm going to yeah. have to make more than one trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the winter, the winter caribou hunting is good because then 
you and your buddy just grab grab an antler each and just drag you it. Went, hey, yeah. That story not, I'm talking about, you ain't dragging no. one up. And, and I was in the snow when I did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, same, yeah. same here. Yeah. I, I got well, halfway down the hill and decided to shoot one at 550 yards. That <laughs> wasn't I, the bowl, was it? The what? The bowl. Oh, it was the bowl. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've dragged them out of the bowl before. Mm. <laughs> I was down the bowl, like down by the creek. Oh, you were in the bowl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about like I went in the bowl and then knocked out the bottom of the bowl and kept walking. <laughs> okay. I wasn't that far. <laughs> I was way down the I bowl. I was about probably a little past halfway down the bowl. Probably yeah. two. Yeah. Three quarters, maybe. I got down to the last <laughs> little knob where it then drops into the main bowl. Oh, yeah. And then I shot 550 yards down there. Yeah. You goofed. <laughs> yeah. Big time. <laughs> and it was about four o'clock in the afternoon in a late fall hunt. There was already snow in October. This was years ago. I was mm. up there with uh, with another friend of mine and I shot that caribou and it was, it had snowed and that there was, I don't know, eight inches of snow. Yeah. But I shot it at like three or four o'clock in the afternoon and then it got dark. Oh. So like we, 30 minutes later, <laughs> we finished butchering it. And then we, we each took half the caribou mm-hmm. and that at that point, I hadn't done a whole lot of packing out animals because I'd shot them in good places. I'd had more of a brain before apparently. <laughs> and, uh, but I shot that one and then we packed out half each in one load up the hill. Ooh. It took us hours. That's a lot of caribou. Yeah, that was the same night that uh, on my old Delorme inReach, I accidentally hit the SOS Uh-oh. because oh. <laughs> because there was no slide lock on the mm-hmm. SOS activation. So I got back up to the truck, turned the truck on, dropped my stuff in the in, in the bed of the truck, and then I grabbed my inReach out of my pocket, and it was red. Like it was flashing. Yo. Was like, oh no! <laughs> About ten minutes later, the troopers drove by. Oh. Hey, was that you? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's check out your caribou. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess Since I led, you called us here. <laughs> I guess I led you right to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it was a problem or anything, but it, yeah. it was just kind of kind of a facepalm event. <laughs> that's that's yeah. one thing up here you've got to have. Is it oh, yeah. Reach? Yeah, you have oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's invaluable up here. Yeah. There's not many places, you know, that people don't realize, especially in Europe, mm-hmm. you know, carry things like that generally. Right, you, right. You know, but. Well, I just, I just uh, to get to this uh, podcast recording in time, I came back from a trip up north and uh, the last 250 miles of the road coming in Fairbanks, no cell service. Yep. Yeah. Now, yep. what blew my mind was the fact there was so much cell service north the of the road in so many places. I was <laughs> yeah. like, "What? No, what happened to being able to get away from the boss?" I right? know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I called you last night at like ten o'clock, and I said, "Where are you at?" And you told me, "Holy smokes, you've got service!" Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got it all the way from here up. Wow. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. I just kind of shook my head and thought, "We are." We are losing our wildness. Mm, yeah. <laughs> now you're going to be able to be all the way up there and text back. <laughs> well, just wait till Starlink releases their cell phone. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's coming. You know it's going to happen. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be in it's, the works. It's like, going to happen yeah. at some point. You get a, a whole mesh network up there. Yeah. I mean, you'd be a fool not to make a cell phone off of yeah. it. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. So what's uh, what's your big goal for the future as far as? Ne- now you're in Alaska. You've killed a caribou and a couple yeah. of black bears. You're, you're hard sold on bear baiting. Oh, I love bear baiting now. Yep. <laughs> so yep. obviously that's going to be a well, yearly bear addiction. Bear baiting is great fun, but it's also, that's what we eat mainly. Yeah. We don't yep. buy yeah. meat in the supermarket Me too. anymore. Right. We, je- yeah. we buy a little bit of chicken, but yep. we eat bear. Mm-hmm. And when I tell people at home, they go, you eat it. What? What? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we, that's that's what we eat. We ate yeah. bear last night. Yeah. No, we didn't. Night before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh you know, yeah. You mean that, turn that Italian sausage into some spaghetti? Yeah, and stuff. that's what oh, we had. Yeah, man. yeah. My wife, my wife's so a whiz good. with it. She she makes so many different things. Yeah, with with, with bear. We we had it in biscuits and gravy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, mm. spaghetti, um, stuffed peppers. Yeah. Oh, well, the thing with bear, especially, it makes such good sausage because I, the, I think that it makes the that's best in there. sausage. Oh, I goodness. think it's the it's best. Just, yeah, it really yeah. is. It's really good. Like because yeah. you don't got to cut it with anything. <clears throat> no. Like you just. Yeah, just I would I would miss it now if I didn't have it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, but no goals. I mean, I said I said to my wife, and I've I've said to you guys as well. I'm, I'm uh, the global outdoors business and stuff enable me to go a lot of places in the world, but I am gonna just take a back seat on that now. Right. Um, I'm gonna still help friends and friends of friends if they want to go somewhere. I'll introduce them to the outfitter. I'm not gonna do it to make money anymore. Right, it's yeah. just gonna be helping people out um there's there's enough for me here right. to play with yeah and, and I, it doesn't mean i'm gonna stop international hunting i definitely am gonna do more um mm-hmm. but i really want to concentrate on a few things here yeah um as i say at my bear bit this year which you all know there was a really big grizzly bear <laughs> <laughs> he's he haunts me um <laughs> so you know it's literally at the point where me and my wife were watching TV, and and she uh, she's like, "What are you looking at?" And I'm looking at pictures of the grizzly bear that was on my bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that one that meme where it's the the girl. And she's like, "He's probably thinking of other girls." <laughs> yeah, so he's just laying <laughs> yeah. over in bed, laying looking at this yep. grizzly bear. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So I'm I'm gonna I'm, you know from as soon as bear bit season opens, I'm gonna be in there. Yeah, um, yeah, and and I'm gonna really set my stall out for that guy. Yeah, um, I'm hoping he comes back. He might not. He might have just been a freak incident. But I, I've got him. I've got him he a few times. I was like, he showed camera. up a couple times. Yeah, he there did. are yeah, a yeah. lot of grizzly bears in that spot. There is. I've you're got not, four different ones. You're on not gonna have any trouble having grizzly bears on that. No, <laughs> I just want that one though. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'd recognize him straight away. Yeah, you, you know. You might need that 416 for yep. that big boy. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to get that 65 Creedmoor yeah. and Oz yeah. out there. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. It would no. work. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It'll, 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 I'll die. I might even shoot one with a bow this year, maybe. There you go. I got yeah, certified yeah. this year. So yep. that was good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've just put some draw tags in. Um, so I've put in a couple of party tags with with my friend, mm-hmm. um, the guy who actually introduced me to the bear bait. He, yeah. He's he's a bit older than me, and he was like, "I want to do a couple more things." And he actually drew an elk tag a few years back, but oh, his right friend um, dropped out, and they 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 wouldn't drop him on raspberry or a fog neck. I think oh, really? It was. By himself? Said, yeah, you're not yeah. allowed on there. They won't drop single guys on there because of the, the, yeah. the bear population. Yeah, it's probably there's liability too, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Too many bears and the terrain is pretty yeah. pretty disastrous. Yeah. So, if you go places. missing, they probably never find nah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we, we've put in for that as a party. Okay. Um, we've put in for a goat, um, bison, and muskox on the whole road. Nice. And yeah. then I'm still deciding I, on the sheep, yeah. what to put in for. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy they got those that muskox population up there. Yeah, good enough to. I mean, it's not a lot of tags. Four I think they're tags. only giving out four tags. Yeah, yeah but it's, yeah. it's huntable though. Yeah. Which yeah. That, that tells you something. Well, about it's, recovery. it makes it makes it a bit more sort of 
affordable as well because the new oh, yeah. tag you mm-hmm. know you're looking yeah. at 10 grand at least oh, yeah. before you yeah. even get in there you yeah know? yeah um i haven't even put in for any of the other musk ox tags that we have because i don't want to go out there and spend that much money no, no. right yeah. you, you can, can fly to greenland you can and do go to greenland and do it cheaper <laughs> yeah, you than can. you can <laughs> really? draw it on nunavak yeah. and then no kid fly yeah. out there and do yeah. it that way really yeah yeah, yeah. So you I, could do I, a you could do a combo musk ox and um caribou in greenland for yeah. less money which that actually looks like a lot of fun yeah that yeah that i've done like I, a good hunt. i've done iceland um i do yeah. i do do i do 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 um <laughs> <laughs> i was just thinking that. yeah <laughs> uh, uh, um iceland has a draw system for the caribou um so oh, i do. usually put my friends in for that it's free to put in oh really so i, I oh. have an outfitter there and I, I give him names and id of everybody that wants to go in you only pay when you draw um, wow. and if you don't want it at the time yep <laughs> james is giving me his id <laughs> so, um, you only pay when when you draw and if you don't want it and you feel like you can't go you can just put it straight back in the hat oh really yeah. wow um and it's not expensive yeah so a couple of guys drew this year one guy he's a he he's I think he's got the North American 29 and then he had added on species to the North American oh, 29. Nice. Wow. And he, he wanted to go and do that as, as one of the, the sort of reindeer caribou species. Uh-huh. Um, but he, he broke his leg pretty oh, badly. So man. he couldn't go. Bummer. So that was a bit gutting for him. Um, so when that happens, you said you just turn your tag back yeah, in. Yeah, he turned the tag back in. Yeah, I got him a refund on no that. Um, That's a pretty good system. So yeah, you, you're not going to get a full refund. Um, right but, yeah but you get something yeah, yeah, yeah you're gonna get some back they're, they're really accommodating over there it's good yeah. but there's no hunting without a draw you've got to you've got to draw a, a tag well and i just imagine a place like that i mean they'd have to be you know pretty they're pretty, pretty strict because the caribou there are uh, invasive mm-hmm. so mm. they don't have any big game really yeah they 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 only have arctic foxes i think oh that, wow that's it that, that you know huh. that are actually um, native to Actually, the island, yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the caribou are all on the the east okay, of yeah. the island, and they, they they draw an imaginary line, and if they go across that, they get killed. Oh, really? Yeah, they keep uh-huh. them on that. They keep them on that side, and, huh. uh, and they're hunting. It's great, what, what, beautiful country. What are they worried about them doing? I think just, it's just all the native plant plant uh, life yeah. that's oh, growing because okay. it's taken years okay. to actually get the volcanic rock right. to a point where it's actually got soil on it. And then uh, and them coming in and tearing it up. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they've got a, a lupin plant. If you know what a lupin is, it's a it's a, a perennial flower. Okay. Um, but they've got them. They're an invasive species in Iceland, and then they die. And, and instead of wiping them out, they're letting them die because as they rot down, it's increasing the, the soil mm. content. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they know yeah. that more native things are growing in the place. Okay. So, well, that's yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. They've got a good management system there, trying mm. to get everything yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but those caribou are great. There's some, some good. What's good the, there. now are those, those are the same, is that a, a different species I than think, what we have here? They or? call them reindeer there, but I think they're yeah. just barren ground caribou. Because I know that, yeah, I know that, um, the like reindeer reindeer themselves yeah. like the 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 like farmed the, reindeer yeah, yeah are a bit smaller they're, they're yeah. a bit you know the um, ones that we i i saw when we went over we we got a group of of bulls 
um and they were all big we couldn't they, yeah. Uh, yeah we we were arguing which one to shoot you know gotcha. they were all yeah, yeah. big big bulls nice um my buddy shot a monster um so to me they were caribou they were like the farmed reindeer right because right. i've never seen a reindeer with antlers that big right, um, yeah they tend to be a little bit on the smaller I think, side i think they're barren ground caribou okay yeah I'm pretty sure they are um, yeah that's the classification um have you ever done any uh moose hunting up in the northern region there or, no my buddy or, I guess did they call them elk over there don't no, they? no yeah they, some guys call them elk some some yeah. guys call them moose my buddy got one a few years back they're a lot smaller than here are they yeah, yeah a lot smaller yeah um yeah i think, I think the yukon moose are the biggest aren't they yeah 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 um but yeah uh there's some good there's some good hunting in europe spain has got a lot of different species mm. you know um yeah, yeah. I've seen that guy, um, Pedro. Pedro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ampuero, I, yeah. I, I yeah, think his last good, name good is. Yeah, yeah, he he yeah. he does a lot of stuff on the YouTube channel, yeah. and yeah. Uh, he he's hunted with Brian Call a few times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Pedro seems like a really yeah he gets around a lot. really neat guy. But yeah, he shows a lot of that Spanish hunting, mm-hmm. and it, it looks like there's a lot of things yeah, to do I, there I, too. I shot a Pyrenean Shamwala. Oh, did um, you? A couple of years back, mm. um, just before I came to live here, actually. Yeah. Um, I went over there and got one. And very affordable. Yeah. You know, yeah. Really affordable yeah. hunting. It looks Especially, very pretty over there. It is great. We're up in the mountains in the snow, mm-hmm. you know, ice axe and, and crampons and yeah. a lot of neat history <laughs> in Spain too. Yeah. And it's beautiful because you're not you're not you're not having to take your tent with you and stuff. You can if you want, but oh, yeah, really? they, yeah. you know, we walked back down and jumped in a truck and they had me in this old Spanish hotel you know and, you yeah. know like it was like an old castle or something yeah. and it was it was great you know and it yeah. was i think it was 1200 bucks or something for that mm-hmm. hunt, all in, wow you know food and everything included yeah the architecture you know? looks really pretty over there yeah, it yeah. Is, it's it really like a cool. very nice place <clears throat> but they've got they've got wild boar there they've got roe deer red deer fallow uh mouflon mm-hmm. there's four types of ibex there yeah ibex and um, chamois chamois there's two chamois Oh, are they yeah, really? Okay. The Pyrenean and the Canterbury, I think. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. Spain's good. France, I, I don't know too much about. I'm not really into going over to France. I'm English. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so the big question is, how do you pronounce croissant? <laughs> I don't even know what one of those is. <laughs> it's that, like a sausage roll. <laughs> it's like a knockoff of a bagel. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not a real bagel. Like croissant. Yeah. Yeah. Croissant. Yeah. Um, it's just another biscuit. Yeah. Croat- <laughs> Croatia is another good place you can go and visit mm. for Speaking hunting. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I've got a good buddy over there who's a, who's a guide. Um, he's actually in Kyrgyzstan right now. Oh, yeah, uh, he's he's a he's a guide in Croatia. Cool, good brown bear, mouflon, mm-hmm. chamois, deer. Nice, mm. very <clears throat> cool. Mm. Well, maybe we'll have to have you back on at some point too. Yeah, there's uh, a lot talk to about, talk about. Talk about the details <laughs> of like international, you know, yeah. hunting and like getting like things to consider, things to look at, ways to get into it, and stuff like that. It mm-hmm. sounds like that's probably a whole other yeah. There's there's topic there's there, so, so much she could cover on it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. It's uh, taking a little bit or 
gone a little bit longer than I expected it was. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you uh, coming on and talking. No worries at all. <laughs> yeah. This is one of our longer episodes we've done in a while. So yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's been great to have that. you on. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. It's sorry it took nice so long. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Past a year now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it's all good. Yeah, we we'll appreciate busy. all your support, support of the channel and, no worries and everything. At all. So yeah. And All thanks right. for wearing your Northern Hunter hat on your uh, yeah. on your hunt there. Yeah, I thought yeah. it'd be be good. A, there is a <laughs> yeah. picture of an ibex with it on somewhere flying yeah. around with it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, well, you want to you want to uh, plug your Instagram while you while can. You're yeah, on? people want to check you out. I actually changed it. It's uh, it's I think it's nine oh seven Sean or Sean nine oh seven. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, um, something like that. Uh, nine oh uh, Sean underscore P nine oh seven. Sean yeah. underscore P907. Yeah. All right. So if you want to yep. see all the crazy hunts this guy does and all over the world and all over Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> check him out. Uh, and so I kind of missed our, our spiel at the beginning of this episode, but for anybody still listening, if you would like to if you like what we're doing here, you'd like to support us. Uh, you can definitely go to our social. If you search at the Northern Hunter on Instagram, you'll find us there. Uh, you can send us a message if you'd like. We also have, if you go to the northernhunter.com. Uh, there's a contact button there to get an email out to us with any questions about anything we talk about or something you'd like posted on a future episode. Uh, while you're there, we got a shop page that you can go out and buy some merch from. We got hats, hoodies, t-shirts. I mean, uh, oh, Mo, you're not wearing your hoodie today, but you got a hat on too. Different different one that Sean has on. We got, yeah. We got choices, people. We got choices. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's go in there and get you some merch. We also have a partners page with a bunch of companies that have sponsored our show and they got discount. Most of them got discount codes for us. So that's all listed there with the links. Uh, it's all hunting related companies. So yeah, great stuff there. Those links and discount codes are also in the show notes of this episode. But again, the cheapest and easiest way to help us out if you really like what we're doing is to subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Give us a rating, a written review. Uh, five stars is the best. Yeah. All helps a ton in getting our, this yeah. show out to new people. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we really appreciate everybody listening. So, um, Sean, thank you again. No, thank it's you, boys. Great to yeah. talk to you, buddy. So Good to be here. All right. And until next week, folks, get out there, get after it. Good luck. We'll see you there. Alright folks, we all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and actions securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric and gut health supplements. They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, go to StealthyHunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA.